Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Welcome to Triple M's Saturday Scrum. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Saturday Scrum. My name is Anthony Maroon. Um, our good friend Tony Squire is having a well-deserved weekend off today. So I jump in and, uh, well, we've got a big show uh, lined up for you. First of all, New South Wales State of Origin legend Ryan Girdler, welcome to you. Oh, Maroon back on a Saturday. I remember it was about 12 years yeah. ago, brother, mm. that we started this off on a Saturday. Remember those days? Oh, who, were, who was with yeah. us? Gordy and, um, and Dukes, was, was it? Mad Dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they that, were the days, weren't they? I mean, we couldn't. Poor old Mad Dog couldn't say he unday. Yeah. He used to say Hawande and Hawande, <laughs> and now he's a bloody trillionaire. Oh, it was a it was a rough and tumble affair, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good day. Lucky he got sort of moved away, so he could go on and, as you said, just make an absolute fortune. Yeah. with the um, what does he what does he do again? The man shake. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, we, you've but, been on the man shake routine, haven't you? Oh, I go on and off it all the time. I, do you? I spend at least three or four months a year on it when I need to just. <laughs> Just to get myself in shape before you're just planning. Just before summer? Yeah, if we're planning a, a couple of weeks on the Goldie, I like to just trim down. Yeah. Get, get into the man, man shake, shake. Bit of veet. Bit of veet just to wash the, <laughs> off the hair. <laughs> bit um, of um, baby oil. If, you know, if, and, off you if, go. if it's appropriate, <laughs> if the time's appropriate. Well, uh, it's just nice to have you back on the Saturday show, Maroon. Well, I, I appreciate it very much. I feel like I was a pioneer back in 2012 mm. when we started. Uh, Aaron Woods, welcome to you, me old mate. Hello, big fella. How are you? Nice to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, mate. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into this, but I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> for you guys the other day. You only had to win and temporarily you would have been in the eight, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, no good, mate. We had a, quite a poor performance from our standards the other night and got our jump by the Roosters, mate. Mm. Mm. Well, it just goes to show there's still life left in the Roosters. And Brent Reid just got here two minutes ago. How are you, <laughs> Reedy? Good, mate. Yeah, good. Can you explain something to me, Maroon? Yeah. Because, Gerge, you'd know this coming from the northern beaches. Actually, would you, you'd know this because, I mean, they're, of course, your fifth club now, so you know how to cross the, the spit bridge. W- why build a bridge that boats can't go under? Can you explain that to yeah, me? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just, yeah. How dumb is that? I know. It's called time management. Leave earlier. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think I, it, I, open, it I, only I, opens and closes twice a day, doesn't it? Like, yes. is, it, is it 11 o'clock? It's 11.30. It's 11.30. I mean, you're on a 12 o'clock, you've got 12, a, 12 o'clock, a 12 o'clock commitment to broadcast and you're leaving the Northern Beaches, which is 40 minutes away, at you know, and you're getting the 11.30. Yeah, but that, oh, that's not the issue, Gertz. I was talking issue. about why build bridges that boats can't go under. That's that's all I'm asking. Mm. A city Simple of, question. A city of 4 million people and we have, I, I agree with you totally. Thank you. Thank you. But nevertheless, this is Triple M, Reedy, so this is the place, mm. I've been here for 100 <laughs> years, like this is the place, like... If you just if you muck it up, you get a promotion. So if you want to yeah. be late here, it's the right thing yeah. to do. Okay. And but anyway, I'm... my tinny always fit under that bridge. <laughs> it's just your it's just your um, yachts and super yachts and catamarans that don't yeah. fit under there, ready with you and all your buddies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And what, what happens at, uh, at, at NRL three sixty if you turn up ninety seconds before you go on air? No, we go the big, there's no bridges to deal with. Maroon. Okay, I right. go the back way then. Right, okay. you'd be there like an hour and a half early, but wouldn't you? No. Ah, uh, stop it. Get out. Sucking yeah. up the breath. And <laughs> oh, well, you'd know. Mm. You've been there and sucked up the plenty of blokes. Never late. Oh, oh well, there we late. go. Well, righto, okay. Well, so late I made the show. Yeah, you did. No. Skin on my teeth. And like I say, mate, <laughs> I agree. With the city of Sydney and a bridge that, the spit bridge, what a joke. What's happened to that? We're going to build a tunnel under there. Mm. What have happened to that? I reckon get onto that tunnel. I'm gonna, not enough. I'm going to start a campaign. I reckon it's a be- every morning I drive past, it's just a beautiful, it's a great, great spot, scene. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, there's well, not. We used to have a unit in the Northern Beaches, uh, remember back in the day? 
What did you write about that as well? <laughs> I read that somewhere. You're a well, Manly fan. Don't you think there's not enough tunnels in not enough tolls in Sydney? Let's get a tunnel to the northern beaches. I mean, we've got one to Parramatta, we've got one to Campbelltown, mm. we've got the bloody M8, the M5, the M6, the M7. Let's get another one. This show's gone on some tangents, hasn't mm. Big issues now. All right, <laughs> tell you fun what, and frivolous. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll play a song, we'll come back, and we will just start again. <laughs> All right? On the Saturday Scrum at Triple M, here is uh, oh, Aerosmith, no they Love got, in an they, Elevator. No wonder they got rid of you, Maroon, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Woodsy, Reedy... And so too, Ryan Girdler Maroon filling in for Tony Squires. We do it thanks to King G, pushing the limits in comfort, technology and design since 1926. Well, um, plenty happening last night in and Thursday night too in the way of players being sent off and the charge sheets and the injuries. Uh, Reedy, can we start with the charge sheet from the last uh, couple of days of NRL? Yeah, Maroon, as you said, plenty going on. Let's go back to Thursday night uh, and Nathan Brown obviously sent off for that High shot on Benny Trebojevic, I think it was. Yep. He got charged with a grade two careless high tackle, looking at one to two games. Big injury news out of that game was obviously Matt Lodge. Uh, he's done his ACL and um, Lodge hasn't got a contract for next year. So it'll be inter- interesting to see how that unfolds from here. But it looks like Manly might give him um, a new deal New deal, regardless. In terms of um, Friday night, uh, in the Gold Coast game, a couple of incidents in that one. Only one's been charged. That's Mo Fodawaker. Uh, it's a grade two careless high tackle, first defence, looking at one to two games, probably one with an early guilty plea. Um, and then the second game, Melbourne Penrith, uh, Jerome Luai, grade one careless high tackle, uh, $3,000 fine for him. Um, and obviously there was an inj- some injury out of that with George, I think it was George Jennings with a knee problem, but he looks as though um, it's not serious. So uh, they're the big ones out of the weekend. The, 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 the Obviously the, the send-offs and the, and the high tackles. Okay. The beautiful... I. I... You never enjoy seeing violence on the rugby league field, but out of that Manly game, I thought when Nathan Brown whacked Benny Trebojevic <laughs> and Benny arced up and Jake arced up, I thought their mum was going to jump over the fence and get involved. It was great to see the, t- the Trebojeviches back each other. Oh, you always, especially with your younger brother, Maroon, you're definitely going to step in and, you know, come over the top. Look, I know Brownie well. I play with him at the Tigers. Um, I heard what the ref said. Like, he said he'd come out, you know, from outside in with a bit of intent. I don't think it was a send-off, Freddy. Like, honestly. No, I didn't think it was a send-off either, but they have cracked down on that. Yeah, but... Um, but remember Val Holmes got charged yeah. over that one the other week where he, he shot, out, shot out the line. He didn't get sent off, He didn't get sent off, but obviously I reckon that that's, was worse. But I think, I think that's something they're clamping down on. So mm. I didn't think it was a send-off, was he? I'm with you. I thought... Maybe it's, I, I wasn't even sure it was a sin bit. I don't. I'm, I th- it's, it's a penalty at best, but I don't yeah. understand why we're doing it now. It's four weeks to well, go or five weeks to go to the semi-finals. Well, they're trying to eliminate it, Woodsy. But are they going to yeah. do it in the semi-finals now? Well, the, I, the example I give is Woodsy the hip drop. They clamp down the hip drop, and there's barely any hip drop charges anymore. It mm. works. They're still happening, yeah. Breedy. Not they're, a lot, but they're not letting it go. No, I don't know. I don't think there's as many as there were. Yeah, I, no, I, there's I, no I, way. I think the fact that it's been a really sensitive, you know, week for you know, the NRL and for ex-players and Wally Lewis has come out, obviously, and, and there's been reports around his condition. So mm. I think it's probably something that's come into discussions, uh, you know, in the hierarchy of the game, and I kind of understand that. But, you know, you, you need to isolate those incidents. And if you have a look at what happened uh, with Brownie on, on Thursday night, sort of came out of the line, lots of intent there, trying to rev up the team, lost, he, like sort of came off the ground, didn't he, and jumped into yeah. that yeah. collision and then swung the arm. And then you need to compare that to the send-off that we saw last night between the Titans and the Warriors for Big Mo. Come on. Um, who was, you know, still on the ground, held his position, 
and you've got a guy that sort of drops in to your shoulder. Not a lot. I didn't think there was a lot he could do in that situation. Maybe dropped his target, but it's easy to say that when, you know, you're not a guy out there that, and Woodsy, you can, you know, you, you obviously can um, understand how difficult it is as a big man sometimes with smaller guys running at you, sort of getting your body position right to make contact. And I can't only, I, I, I can't help but think, guys, that the outcome of Chance laying there on the ground had a, a big impact on the decision to, to send off Mo last night. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Gerds. If he gets up straight away, th- there's no send-off. I think it's just from what happened the night before with Brown. Um, it looked like he was going to put a little bit of pressure on. It didn't even look like the intent was like – you look at Brownie's intent. He's come from outside in, like you said, trying to rev the boys up. He's been on the field for 30 seconds. Yep. He's just trying to make an impact, whereas Mo was just putting a, like, put a little bit of pressure on. Charles Nickel Cookstag's got really good late feet. You know, what does he do? Does he have to catch him now and not even make a tackle anymore? Um, and for me, it looked like it was more chested him. Like, he hit him with his own chest. And then you look at the impact when Chance hits the deck. His head hits the deck as well. I've actually got less of an issue with the Mo one. I don't reckon there's nothing wrong with no, it. No, I've got less of an issue in terms of... I can't believe it was a send-off I think already. that was more of a send-off than Nathan Brown. What? Really? Reagan, I, thought he, got him, I thought he got him flush in the jaw. You're kidding. Flush. Oh. So, so you so, are dead kidding. No, that's so, what I think. So it's interesting that you say that, Woodsy. So we're talking about the shoulder. So the shoulder now is is that seen as like part of the arm? So what if yes, someone falls into the been, chest? That's been the so. Wood, so but what if good, someone falls been, into the chest and knocks himself out? But that's the chest. So, 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 that's okay, in okay, with is the it? chest, in with the shoulder. But he, yeah, but he's not leading. There's leading with the shoulder, and there's actually just bracing for contact, which is what Mo did. Yeah, but I think contact with the head. Can I in say recent what? Ye- ye- seasons, yeah. so that has been an issue when well, you, you hit someone with then. your shoulder to the head. I reckon so the shoulder. One what was if worse? it was chest? Well, that's different. And it's chest. This okay. is shoulder. All right, good. I reckon the Randall one was worse because he went in with so intent to be forceful. Like he went in to put a Rand- shot. I missed the Randall one. Sorry, and Apologies. he was sort of driving up. That's exactly as right. Mo was Gertz. dropping down. Mo, and I, that mate, wasn't when even... I first saw the Mo one, I thought, oh, that's bad. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did Somebody you have fix your glasses those glasses on? up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was waiting to get over the spit bridge before I was at Nick. <laughs> so, anyway, again, again here, uh, Gertz, we, we're going down the road of consistency, aren't yeah. we? Oh, don't go there. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, you know, and it's, and it's a road well travelled. But unfortunately, you know, especially as Woodsy said, going into finals, it's a real concern that you can have two incidents in a contest in the same game. So getting consistency, you know, over the season or whatever it may be is a difficult thing for the NRL. We understand that. But getting them in the same game with the same referee, I thought at times last night, um, Benny Cummings sort of looked a little bit overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. There was he, he sent a, a guy to the sin bin for slapping another guy, but the other guy pushed the guy in the face with an open hand, which looked like a sort of slap to me, and he doesn't go to the sin bin. Yeah, that was a bit um, soft. But I, I'm with Woodsy. I, I thought that if he, if he would have had his time again and he's going to send Mo off, well, then something has to happen to Chad Randall on that shot that he put on Dallin. But Dallin jumped straight up, he, you know, and, and I think that was the difference in those two incidents. Mm. It was a bit of hair pulling, Woodsy, in that yeah, game too. We spoke about that before, Maroon. Yeah. If you've got long hair and it comes past the collar, you should expect it because a lot of blokes just end up reaching up to grab it and sometimes the hair just is in the way. But I thought some, I thought particularly one of them last night was just a blatant hair pull. No, we've got the long hair. Was that one down? Well, that's it. Well, so you're saying if you've got long hair, to expect to have it pulled. 100% I am. Well, that's it's ridiculous. Risk, it's it, gets, it gets in the road of, of, of someone to grab it. Well, you can't tackle with your shoulder anymore because uh, as Reedy, you get sent off and they're happy with it. I'm sure that, I'm sure that, that you know, it gets pulled accidentally, but to, to pull 
some of that was just blatant hair pulling. No, well, Maroon, the hair just falls in the way. Like if you're normally, sometimes people use the, the jerseys as leverage to get up or tackle someone to the ground. And then when your hair's moving all around side to side, it can just land in the spot. And if you go to grab someone's jersey, it's purely accidental. Mm. You, you know, know the Cam Pereira one a couple of times, yeah. Like I, I thought he just reached out for the hair because he was actually underneath. Yeah. He was on the ground and he reached up to grab the hair. Yeah, so he wasn't it. trying to leverage off it. He was actually just annoyed and wanted to have a grab. He, did a good job too. He, he got the perm well. Are you just being difficult, Woodsy? I mean, it's that with only been off, isn't he? he? I'm just, just very, very frustrated difficult. with these high shots. Yeah. Because they're not well, send-offs. Well, you're calling them high shots. So you're acknowledging they're high shots. Well, apparently they're so-called high shots. He, he, I, thought I can't he, believe, I you're, I can't believe you're happy him. with the Mo Fodawaka be sent he, off. I, 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 thought, I thought that was, he caught, it, caught him flushing the jaw. Flushing the jaw. All right. Well, with his you, I must be watching the wrong game. We're going to... Maybe. W- w- with that, there was a lot of incidents to come out of that game. We're going to recap that game a little bit later on. He's been charged, should we point out? Mm. Yeah. He has been charged. He, so got, he got one to two they, weeks. Clearly, early. They, clearly they reviewed video evidence so, and so, seen that he hit him in the head and they've charged him. So w- this is the other one I want to think about. So these blokes are getting sent off, right? They're getting one to two weeks. Early guilty plea one week. Mm. Hip drops are getting four weeks. Yeah. And they're not even getting sin bin anymore. Well, there's no hip drops anymore. They're gone, except for Jack DeBellin. He can't stop doing them, Jack. There was a hip drop in our game on the weekend. Toff simply got done. They didn't mention nothing about it. Didn't get charged. But, but obviously, just, obviously, it wasn't mm, a hip drop. They got it wrong. Just no, remember yeah. with the Mo thing, he he cleaned up Chance. Chance left the field as well. Chance, mm. the, the head collision on the ground helped. I, I well. know that. But he was but, out. Mm, it wasn't. And we've had a flurry of emails, people saying, welcome back, Maroon, to Lunchtime Radio. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. We haven't had that at all. Relative it's just yourself Maroon. sending you things. Yeah, that's right. Maroon, Woodsy, Gerds and Brent Reed. And look, we've had a lot. There's been a lot of argy-bargy here off air with the boys. They, they just can't agree on this Mo Fortuaka thing and the Nathan Brown thing. Maybe we should just put that to bed. Is that okay with you, Woodsy? Can we let that go? Well, Woodsy's fired up about Jerome Luai. Yeah. Because I said that people – because Jerome Luai – I'm sorry. Did he get charged? I think he did, didn't he? No, no, I'm he? fine. Yeah. I'm Jerome fine. Jerome Lloyd got charged with the grade one careless high tackle last night. $3,000 fine. And I said, people on so- social media are a bit divided about it, about whether he should have got more than that because it was a... There's nothing in it. Okay, well, I'm just right. I just told you. No, but you said off air that he deserved to get... Oh, that's a lie. Did, didn't he say that, Maroon? I did not oh, say listen, that. listen, mate. Don't, hey, don't. That's a lie. I said uh, the people yeah. on social media, I pointed out the people on social go, media. It was direct contact with the head. Don't. N- now, Nelson, listen, he, laugh, off, he was looking at him laughing. He's, he's off my good mate Mick Carriarnas at the moment. Don't drill, drive a wedge between me and Jerome as well. Mm. What do you mean Jerome? he's off? What do you mean he's off Mick Carriarnas? Right. Mick, yeah. He's just posted a photo of Mick with mm. tears and written the word gronk I on know. It. That's Very what, what does gronk mean? I think it's, what's, what's a gronk? Is that what you call Jakey? Oh, oh, don't you. Don't go there. We've made up. We're oh, back on. Yeah. You made up. You didn't even walk near him after the game the other night. <laughs> anyway, the Jerome one's causing a bit of consternation as well. I don't know. I, I just had a look at it again then. I don't have a, I don't have Constella- a big consternation. What does that mean? Is that like, not a constellation. Drama. So is that like you with your spreadsheets at home? Oh, What's this about? So what, spreadsheets, what, right? Off air, what did you talk about the spreadsheets? <laughs> so what's happened? You're going to buy yourself a new car, but you got your, <laughs> look, the bride I, said you've got to have a spreadsheet I, first. I, I want to buy a Tesla. And my wife said she won't approve it until I they provide it. They still sell it. Teslas, do they? Yeah, until mm. I provide it oh, with I thought a that full... all, that was just a fad. I thought everyone moved past she those wants electric a, cars. She wants a full spreadsheet of, to yeah. justify it. I don't it. blame her. And I said, I'm not feeling, I'm not, I'm not a Is that why you accountant? asked us to share the coffees really. this morning so you get off the spreadsheet with can, the coffees? Can, uh, you are dead set, kitty. Are you, can you fill out a spreadsheet? Oh, that's <laughs> a serious question. Oh, anyone can. This is an are issue. you a Queenslander? They drive around in Teslas up here and they get their... their Car tires shot out. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, what are you doing, Reedy? <laughs> trying to save, trying the, to world, save the world, mate. That's I'm just thinking of my kids and your kids okay. and everyone's kids. Look, it, it wouldn't no matter if, my kids. if you were buying them. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's it's uh, immaterial whether you're buying a Tesla or a yeah. monster truck. The issue is mm. you are going to have to produce this <laughs> spreadsheet. spreadsheet. I said, you know what I said to her? I said, don't worry about it. I'll drive the car I'm, I'm driving and probably die at you know, some you need, point. You need it. to go that's home. That's fine. You, you put my life at risk. You, know what you need fine. to do? You need to go home in front of the mirror and grow a set. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, let's get back to the football. Um, uh, I mean, but call in. Can anyone top that? You've got to present a, a spreadsheet. <laughs> spreadsheet to buy a car. Yeah. Uh, Panthers 26 defeated the Storm 6. That's six in a row for... Penrith, and I think it's only appropriate here, Gertz, we start with you. Are the Panthers unbeatable? Are they going to make it a three-peat? Ah, yeah, it was interesting. Listen to Craig Bellamy's um, post-match press conference, and he was saying how, um, you know, you, you, you definitely got to get the fundamentals right, um, and you've got to play, obviously, at a certain intensity for long periods of time, which is all well and good. Um, but you can see at the moment the Panthers are just, uh, they're living rent-free in a lot of these top coaches' heads, aren't they? They're right in there um, because it's easy to say that and prepare to play like that. But then when you get out there, Woodsy, and the intensity in which Penrith play play with and, you know, the, the, the environment they create to make it difficult just to get the fundamentals right, that's what's hurting teams at the moment. Oh, they're so good, girls. Like, some, what I've loved about it at the moment is they've put Moses Leota back to the bench. They've started with Fisher-Harris and Lindsay Smith and the platform they're laying has is, is been enormous. Mm. And you bring on Leota, his legs, but I think he had about seven carries in the space of four minutes. And he just got him up the other end of the field. And you've got a kicker like Cleary. So he, you know that he's going to kick the corner every time. All you have to do is get one line kick chase and you, they're just suffocating teams to death. And then mm. when the sides are working out of their own end, Dylan Edwards can just pick them apart where he's got to put the numbers, he gets the ball in the full. Gertz, do you think, you know, mm. we're playing this week, so obviously we're going to be a lot of video on him. Do you reckon it's a side where you've got to chance your arm? You've got to throw caution to the wind. You've got to play unorthodox. You can't just – if you go set for set with them, they're just going to chew you up and spit you out because they're doing that to the best of the sides well, of the competition. Yeah, if you do that at a, at a you know, a, you need to make sure that it's quality that you you throw at them. Yep. If you're going to play sort of side to side and try and take them on on the edges and not go through the middle, um, then you need to make sure that you're not making errors and it's really controlled. And I think that's what, that's what I was just talking about before. They just force you into certain situations as a footy side that make it difficult for you just to get the fundamentals right. And you spoke about you spoke about um, Liotta. I just want to talk to you, Woodsy, for a second about James Fisher Harris. Is he the most complete front rower in the game? I know that you know there's a lot of chat about Payne Haas and and Tino is unbelievable and Fanua Blake and you know there's so many good front rowers in the game at the moment. But is there a more competitive player? And does does he just represent, you know, the DNA of Penrith by the way that he carries the football, his intent? Like, he just looks like he wants to get out there and hurt people, doesn't he? Oh. And, and mate, he is just – last night, I, I, I couldn't stop watching him. He just is relentless. He does not stop. Gerds, it's not just what he does. It's what he does off the ball, you know, whether it's defensively. He's flying in. He's, he's tackles are bone-crunching. Like, I heard Gordon Tallis on, on, on 360 the other night speak about Payne Hass, you know, He's got that, you know, high work work rate, great yep. carry of the ball, but never actually hurts people with defensively. Mm. You look at Fisher Harris, mate, it's whether he's carrying the ball or defensively, um, whether he's pushing up in support. I watched him one night last night. He pushed up so hard with Leota, he went through the line, comes back like that that yeah. effort to get back and then have the next carry, yep. get you a quick play of the ball, and then he's in the kick chase. The standards yep. that he's setting for that club. If you're a player in that team and you look left to right and you see Fisher Harris next to you, 
Geez, it must give you goosebumps because what he's performing at the moment, it's, it's ridiculous. Every week as well, Woodsy, right? Like it's, the consistency good. to his it's, game is just incredible. I, I always speak a lot about like Jake Travojevic's good game is, is, is like his bad game. That is Fisher Harris, yep. and he's just got him to the like you said. He's he's probably if if he's not the best, he's in the top three front rows of the game. Marie, you talked about whether anyone can beat them. I think it's I think there's teams that can beat them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Woodsy talked about being unorthodox before, and I think Brisbane have got yep, that yep. potential. Agree, right, they've got a lot of strike and a lot of you know. I think Melbourne, when you there was no Jerome Hughes, no Xavier Coates, um, no Ryan Pappenhausen, and Paps is back this weekend. And if Paps comes back um, successfully today. And, and and picks up a bit of momentum and, and is hitting his trap, straps come the finals. I think Melbourne can still beat them. And the Rabbits are a team that you know. I think there's only three teams that can. I think they're the three teams. What about teams Cowboys? That can do it. Do you well, think I they just can worry do it? about them now that they're going to finish too far down the ladder, Woodsy. The only thing with me is that with those sides, they're going to have to hope that Penrith has an off night, yeah. and that they have to have one of the best games they've played in two or three years. Well, they've got to, you're right. They've got to be at their best because you're all capable like, of it. I, though, I, don't I, you I think? Love, huge fan of Brisbane. Watching the other night, you see. Reese Walsh throw a few passes to the ground. You can't afford to do that against Penrith because they'll, they'll chew you up and spit you out. Mm. Well, we're going to see Brisbane today at 3 o'clock without Adam Reynolds and maybe opinions might change a little one way or the other. But Penrith's run home, boys. They've got Manly away. Oof. They've got Titans away. They've got Parramatta at home and they've got the Cowboys at home. So they could quite easily make it 10 in a row. Um, I don't know how they'll go against Manly Woodsy. What do you think, mate? It's probably their toughest task this I season. I think so, yes. Be, yeah. if they get what, over the... I've written a column today mm. on Manly. Yep. Well, and I, I, re- I reckon the time has come after that loss the other night to stick Josh Schuster in the back row. Right, okay. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we should talk about that. So, you, are you a coach now, Reedy, not just so a journal? What, what are you doing, yes. Reedy, yeah. if, you put, if you're putting Schuster Jake, in? Well, Brooks is coming next year, but I'd, I'd give Jake Arthur a go. Okay. All anyway, right. we should talk about later. We, we might. We'll, we'll find a spot for Woodsy. that. When we come back, we'll talk about we'll the Warriors. A, we'll put him in a tough spot. Yeah, put, we could put yeah. Woodsy at 5 I've been, eight. It, I've been yeah. worse. Mm. And we do love our King G workwear, um, pushing the limit in technology and design so uh, that you're set even in the most extreme conditions. Of course, we do know that Big Dell's got a bib and brace with the bum cheeks cut out. <laughs> I don't advise you to cut the bum cheeks out, but if you want to, go for your life. Um, but again there, we see a little bit of argy-bargy, a little bit of heated discussion in the break between uh, Reedy and, and and Aaron Woods. Don't take it so seriously, boys. I'm just, I'm, just think, I'm just sticking up for my mate Jake Jarovic. Yeah, I know. Oh, just, I don't know. You just, whatever, whatever Reedy says, you take the opposite. He does, doesn't, doesn't he? Doesn't he, mate? You know? Yeah. Well, you don't agree with Peabody either. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but I agree <laughs> with what he says about the spit bridge. At least Gerds is on my side. Mm. Look, hey, but, but is he? <laughs> Um, solid goods. Always here for support, Reedy. Always here when you need me, brother. <laughs> uh, I want to start with you again here, Ryan Gerd. Warriors 28, Titans 18. Yeah. Um, Sean Johnson, of course, pushing for Dallium. He's in rare, he so good. Uh, to quote you, a rare vein of form. But you make the comment <laughs> last night that, um, you know, forget about top four. This mob could finish top two, the Warriors. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you got the, the Broncos playing today. Penrith have done the job, right? So the Broncos, who um, they're running, they've got the Eels, the Raiders, the Storm, and Dubai to come. Um, but, yeah, and we mentioned it last night during the uh, the win for the Warriors. They play the Tigers, Manly, the Dragons, and the Dolphins, all very winnable games. So they could find themselves up there on 40 points. And how good would it be to see a home semifinal over there in New Zealand? That would be unreal. So, look, they weren't great last night. It was an ugly win, to say the least. But um, I would just say that yeah, Sean, Sean Johnson, like he, he's – 
He's had some really nice moments throughout the year for the Warriors on the back of some of the good things that they've done. But last night, his experience was just crucial when they needed him most because um, they weren't at their best. Um, the Titans, who have just got a, you know, it seems to have like a new mindset defensively since uh, since Linigan's taken over. Um, they were really pushing up on the edges and, and the Warriors really struggled to break him down and then Sean Johnson just started taking him on himself, scored a couple of tries. Uh, his long kicking game, especially in the second half, to try and close that contest out. He was the difference in the end um, and it was, a, it was a good game, but you need to give credit to the Titans as well, boys, because they did, I think, 63 minutes with 12 men and made a real contest of that one last night. We wax lyrical about Andrew Webster all, all season, haven't mm. we? It's just... And it's not just Sean, he's got the best out of him. I mean, Dallin retains a Lesniak last oh. night. Um, but he's had a great year for them as well. I think he scored an unbelievable amount of tries. Yeah. Came up with that great pass for Sean to score. Um, he's just got them purring at the moment, the Warriors. And you're right, Gerds, if they finish top two, um, they're going to be awful hard to toss. A couple of home, potentially home semi or home finals before the yeah. grand final. And that, they may not may not have to come to Australia at all before the grand final. If that's the case, mm. um yeah, it'll be, ama- it'll be amazing. Could, could you imagine that? Imagine them having two home semifinals, like, a, a final, obviously, second versus third, and then they get the major prelim there. Like, how good is that for the game? Well, the Especially game's what flying out over on. there, and the crowds over there are unbelievable. The Warriors are... You know one you of the know, best scenes about them? Like, have you seen when they when they enter the field? It's like a, a WWE entrance. Like, a, the, the smoke comes, the lights get dimmed, and the blue lasers. It's unbelievable. It's it, You know what? It's in a, in a funny sort of way, guys... The COVID thing, and they had to come here, and it's like Auckland, the city, appreciates them more now. Yeah. You yeah I think you're right, Maroon. Um, and, and, you know, it augurs well for expansion down the track Track yeah. if we decide mm. to go to a second team in New mm. Zealand because um, uh, uh, when the Warriors are going well, rugby league in New Zealand's going well, and I think there's no doubt down at some point in the future the NRL would like a second team over there. And as long as the Warriors keep going well under Andrew, keep playing the way they are, keep pulling the crowds they do, um, you know, I think... There, there will be a second team team over there at some point down the track. But the one thing I'm so happy about is a good mate of mine, Sean Johnson. Just the form of footy that he's playing. Like, the back in the last Did year... Did you think he was gone? No, I didn't think he was gone, but I, I always thought he'd play again, like, play this year. But there's so mm. many question marks over him, whether he, you know, wanted to continue playing, should he be moved on, you know, is he taking up too much salary cap? We, we've got a lot of young halves coming through with Metcalf, you know, Tamari, the ones that they've signed... But the form he's been in, like, he's got to be a dead set, massive contender to win Dallium of the Year, the consistency and just the toughness. Like, we're always talking about what he does with the ball, but defensively this year, some of the plays he's come up with, whether it's, you know, banging blokes or, or just covering a cross field to stop up tries, it's been enormous for him. And it's something that, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of people didn't give him credit for was that he was living away from his family for, for 18 months. Like, that's a tough gig, especially when you've got a young, you know, a couple of young kids now he's back home. He's in a nice environment around people that, you know, he's used to. Geez, they've got so much reward out of him this year. And we were talking, Woodsy, off air about, you know, Ivan and the influence he has over that group at, out there at Penrith and how he just consistently gets the best out of those guys and has done now for like four years. You can just imagine Andrew Webster and oh. the experience he picked up underneath him with the temperament and now now guiding these guys into the finals, I don't know, for the first time in, in a while for the Warriors, but um, how he'll be able to call on you know, what he's learned over the last couple of years, just having so much success with Penrith. It, it looks like, you know, with his demeanour, he's taken so many things away from that experience under Ivan. Yeah, definitely, goes. And, and the thing for, for Webby as well, 
I had Webby at the Tigers when we had Ivan there. So he's had him not just at the Panthers, but he's also had him at the Tigers in different circumstances. So he's obviously had him when, you know, when they're flying at the Panthers, but he's had him when, you know, we've had a coach change. There's been a lot of drama happening at the club. And just to see how he handles different situations and you know, different players, players coming off contract, whether they're wanted or not. And he's just mm. getting the best out of him. And like Reedy said, you know, Dallin Martin is Yeah, he's, he's on fire. Look at blokes like Montella, um, Marcelo Montoya, you know, Adam Rocco Pompeo, Berry. Rocco Berry. Berry. Yeah. They're in the yeah. form of their life. Mm. Mm. Jackson Ford. Oh, yeah. 40. Yeah. I had 40 yeah. at the Dragons, and he couldn't even crack in the first grade. Now he's the, mm. he's their main back rower. Let, yeah. let's, let, I know we have been, been down this road about whether or not he should be the Dallium Coach of the Year and the success he's had, but a question without notice to you, Reedy, mm. do we know where his future is because obviously he's there now. Have they secured him long-term? Because I'm sure if he'd come on the market, someone would have him. I think for memory, did a three-year deal maybe. Yep. Right. So he's there for he's there for a while, Maroon. You, you know, Coach of the year, look, I think Kevy still deserves nah. to be in that conversation. What do you mean, nah? You know, I'm going to go he with might the, win, He no, might win the minor premiership. You know, you know what frustrates me? No one talks about it. Ivan Cleary. This could be his fourth, comp, fourth, fourth grand final in a row. This, he's going for a three-peat, and how many? Yeah, but they're expected to be where they are. Yeah. Was he? Well, that's mm, the thing. He's agree. expected. He's expected to be there. That's look at he's the, got pl- a good look team at the and players a he's, he's lost the last couple of years, yeah, and what he's still doing. He's still got. You're not giving him credit for what he's got. To he's done build. an amazing job. There's amazing n- job. But they're th- expected to be in the mix to win the championship. Brisbane have got a great side. There's not a player in that Warriors side that he hasn't made better. Webster, Metcalf is another one. You know. Metcalf was a good player. But I know he was, but he never given the opportunity anywhere else, was he? But and also retention Pep- and recruitment, the guys that he's brought in, like decisions around getting guys like Dylan Walker in Barnett. there, Neocore, Mitch Barnett, you know, all of that, the workings of all of what's making them a good side this year, he's got his fingerprints all over. Three, so I guess that's all taken into consideration. Yeah, it was a, th- a three-year deal, Maroon, too. He but, signed over there. But you know what, because they're expected to win, every team is up to play against them every week. Doesn't matter. Uh, they're, they're, mate, they're at the top of the... That's where, they, that's where they were everyone last year, want, the year Everyone before, wants year to be Penrith, so he's got to have a standard, and he's still doing it. So Ivan will only ever win the worst coach of the year, Woodsy, never best coach <laughs> yeah, of the year. Yeah, he should but be getting... He's won, a, so, he's, he's won a couple already. But Woodsy, like, he, this is... You're talking about Penrith with Ivan Clear with Nathan Cleary and how, James how long was he out Harris. For? How long was... Oh, oh, how he was long only was out for a few weeks. For five, six, six or seven weeks. weeks. That's, oh, so that's a few weeks. Well, that's six or so, seven weeks. Yeah, they've won the out of their last 12, but from, Maroon. But from one to 17, they are... They are... A world class foot. Right? I'm not. I don't want to disagree with you, but I have to because mm. I think if it's not, <laughs> if it's not Andrew Webster, I don't know what you got to do to Can be. Can I coach change of the year. my? I want to change. I'm going to go with you, Woodsy. I'm going to go with Ivan because I've just looked up coach oh, of the year. Oh my god! I've just looked up coach of the year. He's only ever won it once. You're a car park. Oh, oh, sorry, he won really? in 2014 as well. But he's only have won a look at you, mate. He's only won it once. You've won it before. He probably deserves to win another one. Given the job he's done you there. just disagree oh, with everyone, well, don't you? That's so good. I'm back on Ivan. So I was arguing with Reedy. Now you've jumped on my side. And you yeah. flipped. Mm-hmm. I didn't flip. Are you going to go? Ivan what are you going to do now, Woods? Are you going to go Webster? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going to go you two for can't Kevin Walters now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going go with Benji. I'm going with Benji. But he's still there. The Benji's still there. Has he returned that text message one. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, mate. And there's another one who doesn't return text messages. Now he's blacklisted, and his name's Brandon Smith. He's another one. 
blacklisted. He's he out as well. Text? Doesn't return texts. Mm. No, he doesn't, he doesn't return get your text. One. Well, he doesn't return mine. That's all I've what got to worry about. You probably bag. That's, that's what I, all him? I've got to worry did about. I don't him? bag anyone. I actually not publicly. He actually asked you about you after the game. He goes, "What's that maroon fellow like?" I said, "Mate, don't worry. Just brush him to the keeper." Well, mate, that's okay. I don't care whose texts they return. They don't return mine. That's all I got to worry about, isn't it? Welcome to Maroons Trivia Night. Yeah, well, it's made its return for uh, Saturday. It's come out of retirement just as a one-off special occasion. Mm. Squires, he's just having the day off and being a good mate of Squires, he's, I, um, I thought I'd come in and, and, and fill in. Boys, you know how this works. Uh, the first correct answer. So, Woodsy, you're one of these blokes. You're not unintelligent, but you're one of these blokes. I have to tell you this 15 times. Right? <laughs> if... Reedy says his name and gets the question wrong. You don't then answer it. Okay, okay? sweet. Yeah. Right, have you got gotcha. that? All right. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Right. So there's no second guesses, right? Okay. You first person to get four Why is the winner. Why don't you open it up for second guesses? Well, listen, mate. If you're going to start giving me Tony feedback, Tony usually does. Tony allows second guesses. Yes, that's right. All right. Yep. I tell you what, I'm going to do here. <laughs> you're minus one already, Reedy. If you're going to be like that, all right. I reckon yeah. you're a great host. Thanks, buddy. I can see these Suck up, Reedy. You can't, you can't read my writing anyway. Here we go. Question one. First person in with the correct answer. Your name is your buzzer. Mm. Who was the first ever coach of the Melbourne Reedy. Storm? Yes, Reedy. Too long. Um, it was Chris Anderson. Yes, and that is one nil. I'd advise you... Nil or, uh, nil or I, I, he was minus one. Woodsy, I'd advise you, you don't make the rules up, I do, okay? <laughs> or you'll be minus two. <laughs> Question number two. Your name is your buzzer. Supermodel Linda Evangelista was born in what country? Woodsy. Yes. And Sweden. Sweden is wrong. So now you're minus one. Ready. Reedy, you know, that's Reedy, I just said. You can't do no it again, second. mate. USA. So Reedy is one. Are you going to tell us what... Before every question, yeah. that our name is our buzzer. Because uh, you told us right. once. I'm think sorry, guys. I'm going to have to do this. You were she? I'm going to have to. It's Canadian. Oh, now, I'm, this, this is like Ben Cummins last night. I, this is your last. I'm not going to deal with any more of your back chat. Can we right? have some consistency, please? If you back chat me again, I will just ice. I'll bar the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing's not on. Right. So, Gerds, you're nil. Woodsy, you're minus one. Reedy, you're one. Next question isn't is... Isn't Reedy zero? He, had, he started off with minus one. That's back chat. That is back chat, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Hey, you're point. minus two. Captain's challenge. He's minus Consistencies, two. Consistencies, please. Yes, please. Uh, Gerds, address me properly. Yes, Gerds, what would you like to say? Captain's <laughs> challenge, please. Yeah, okay, yes. Would you? What would you like to say? Go on. I, I just reckon Woodsy was... I don't think he was out of order. I think he was okay, and I think we should look at that situation well, that's again. No, that's, that's, um, that's it. I'll handle it, I'll handle it Reedy. <laughs> so Reedy's no. still telling you what to do. You're minus two, Woodsy. <laughs> you're zero, Gerds. And yep. uh, Reedy, you're one. Did I Next win the captain's challenge, though? <laughs> no, you lost it. Inconclusive, okay. you still got it. Just so I know for the future. What year did Elvis die? Oh. Reedy. Yes. 19, 8, 70, 80, 70. Seven. 1977 that, is right. That's a trick question. He's yeah. not right. dead, Maroon. No, no, that is. I've, I've seen him right. walking around Brisbane. <laughs> I've seen him walking. Well, he must be <laughs> about 100 dead. if he's still walking around Brisbane. <laughs> Do I get that right? Yeah. You did, mate. 77. Well, around Brisbane. Now, the next yeah, question wow. is now, if you get this right, Reedy. It's over. You, no, it's actually it's up to four. So oh, you've got to get two more. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> what does the U stand for in UHF? What does the U. Woodsy, United. Yeah. United is wrong, so oh, you're minus Reedy. three. Reedy. No, no, Reedy, it's no good now. It's over. But you're minus three. So to win this now, you've got to get it, seven. What does it stand for? Ultra. Okay. Mm. Ultra, yeah. Uh, who mm. played the male lead role in the movie 
a man called Otto. Reedy. Yeah. I saw this the other day. Tom Hanks. So, and he's now three. Time. Oh, yeah. he's now three. The kid, also, he's on what's fire. what's on the plane to uh, England? Yeah. We didn't ask you me what your mate is. This is the worst quiz I can remember. Um, it's a good. It's a good. Sh- what was that, mate? <laughs> this is an awful quiz. All right. Okay. That's it, mate. You're, right. you're out of it. Just, you're out of it. Now can we you're... bring tone back, please? <laughs> no. You're. You are. This is the sports show. Yeah, it's not a movie hang on, show. Hang on. All like, right. What sort of quiz is this? You know what's happening? You didn't use it. Bankstown RSL on Thursday. I would ask you. I would ask you to just. Take five seconds. Yeah, I'm just, out. I'm out. All right, you're off. Now I'm you, turning my mic off. Listen. You, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> He's off. <laughs> Righto, it's up to you, Woodsy. All right, mate. Because I'm back on. Uh, I'm back on. Reedy's minus three. Woodsy. No, Reedy's three. Woodsy, you're minus three. What are you? Mm. You should be a minus six with the way you're. Oh, mate, I'm, is. Af- I'm afraid I'm not going to take that. <laughs> Let's uh, declare uh, Reedy's the winner. No, I want to hear the last question. No, Come no. On. Well, all right. This is your no, very, very last Because then you won't be able to use it next week. <laughs> Here we go. Am I, am I coming back next week? All right, beautiful. Okay, here we go. No, at Bankstown um, RSL. Uh, I don't. I, I only go there for the wonderful food, Bankstown RSL. Or oh, I'm a proud ambassador. Vietnamese. Um, what is the dog's name? Beautiful Vietnamese food there too, isn't it? Mm. What is the dog's name on Family Guy? Woody. Yeah. Griffin. First name. Oh, the dog. Oh, look Anthony. At this. No, not Anthony Griffin. <laughs> 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 so now you're minus four. Do I get so a I point for four. that? I win. Uh, no, you're Come minus on. four. Oh, Do mate. I get a point for that or not? No, mate, you don't. You're you've actually got, got, you've I thought got no we sent sense you of humor off. at all. What American I'm state? my mic off. <laughs> what American state was known as the Bluegrass State? Reedy, Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, he did. Four nil. Four nil, Reedy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the end of the pub quiz. A great success. Massive afternoon of NRL on Triple M. We've got uh, three o'clock game today's a beauty, Cowboys, Broncos. And if it's not available on the Triple M where you are, you can pick it up on the listener app, which you would have by now. Now, we're going to talk about the Wally Lewis CTE diagnosis shortly and get the boys' thoughts on that. But before we do, just an update on injuries or charges from the last couple of days, Reedy. Yeah, three big charges, Maroon. Um, out of Thursday night, Nathan Brown, a grade two careless high tackle. He's looking at one to two games for that shot on uh, Benny Trevojevic. And the big injury out of the game is obviously Matt Lodge. The, he's done the ACL out for the rest of this season. Uh, in terms of last night... Um, Jerome Luai, grade one careless high tackle, just a fine for him, $3,000 fine. That was for a, a bit of a high shot on Nelson a Sofa Solomona. And then Mo Fotowaka, a grade two careless high tackle, looking at one to two games for that uh, incident where he was sent off. All right. And uh, we just hope all the best for um, your man, Matty Lodge, because yeah. he was planning on having a good stint at Manly, and we still hope he does. But I still stand by what I say. There'd be a lot of players looking for a Matt Lodge when he's fit and ready to play again. Yeah, good fellow, and he's he's really matured. Uh, he was a really good, really good addition to our group at the time. He's brought a lot, especially from the Roosters culture and and just game planning. He's 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 just learned so much over the time. So hopefully the surgery goes well and he's back on the mend as soon as possible. Those of you who saw sixty minutes last Sunday night would have seen a, an interesting story about the great Wally Lewis and his CTE diagnosis. If you missed it, here's uh, just a wrap of what what Wally actually said. You realised he had a problem. What's the diagnosis? There's the big one. I can't even remember the name of what it's called. Probable CTE. Probable CTE. That's that's, Wally's partner, Linda, helping him out, confirming he's been diagnosed with chronic traumatic encephalopathy, better known as CTE. One of my uh, first meetings with the doctor, when she asked me just to repeat... 
uh, simple things. And she, I think she gave me five things, and it might have been something like bus, dog, um, truck, um, camera, chair. And she said, remember those, and went over them two or three times uh, and then said to me, how are you feeling? Everything OK? You don't feel nervous? No, no, no. Uh, a minute later, she said, um, what are the things I asked you to remember? And I got two of them. And then sometime later after that, she said, do you remember what they were? And I think I said, bus. And she looked up. Yeah. Pride's a wonderful thing, um, but there wasn't a lot of it around then. But you were renowned for being tough as nails on the footy field, and I think it actually takes a fair bit of strength to acknowledge your frailties. For a lot of the sports guys, I think um, most of us take on this belief that we've got to prove how tough we are, um, how rugged, and um, you know, if we put our hands up and seek sympathy, then we're going to be seen as the, as the real cowards of the game. But we've got to take it on and, uh, and admit um, that the problems are there. Yeah, well, he's a, a national treasure, isn't he? The great Wally Lewis, the reason for Origin's success and uh, founding member of the Broncos, the king. I mean, if your nickname's the king, you're doing something right. So let me start with you, Woodsy, because you've spent your career in the middle of the field yep. getting knocked around. Uh, are you worried about the future and, and this sort of thing with you? Oh, look, with all the stuff that's coming out now, you, you'd be lying to say if you didn't, you didn't. Um, I know when I first came through the grades, you know, I was young, um, you know, your responsibilities weren't as high, uh, the, pro- the priority for myself. Uh, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. Mm. You know, you ask me that question now. Yeah, I am. Um, I've got, you know, two kids. I've got another one on the way. Um, I've got a wife. You know, it's not just about me. It's about what I can provide for my family. So, you know, and I don't want them to be relying heavily on me after, you know, if you do get that CTE and you start becoming forgetful because it puts more strain on your family. So... It's something that you do think about now. Um, I know a lot of young blokes that will come through, they won't think about it at all. They'll just think, oh, what's this bloke talking about? But when you do become a lot older, you have a lot more responsibilities and you see, you know, I see some of the effects that blokes I've played with or against, you know, now that they've retired and how they've handled their situations, it's a lot different and it sort of, it, 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 it brings you close to home because it's like, wow, you know, I remember when he was playing, he was flying and then yeah. you see how, how they've been through hard times and, and what's made them go through those hard times is like, oh, you know, so it does it does cross, uh, come across the back of your mind a, a fair bit. So, you know, and then seeing, you know, all I ever knew was he was the king, you know, it was the great Wally Lewis growing up, um, you know, who's invincible. And then you just see him get through what he's going through now and he couldn't even remember that it a couple of sentences, what they asked him prior to that conversation. So it, it, it is a little bit scary now. Gerds, what about you? Obviously, you played a wonderful NRL career as well. And being a smaller frame man, you probably got knocked around a little bit more. Have you got any concerns around this? Um, yeah, I mean, the games just was so different back then, Maroon. You know, it was seen sort of as a, as a badge of honour. You would get sort of knocked out or, or you would get your bell rung and you would be sort of... Um, encouraged to get back into the line and then, you know, the protocols that the game has in place now are wonderful, you know, with HIA, not only that, with the protocols that then go on after uh, the incident. So the guys, you know, they're monitored for a couple of days, you know, the alcohol's taken out of their diet, things like that. So they're not trained, they're not put into collision until whatever it may be, there's the 11-day stand-down period. So I think all those pro- protocols are fantastic because we didn't have those. Like, you know, we would get knocked out, then we would go out and have half a dozen schooners, you know, that night, and then we would go straight back into physical contact the next day and uh, and then we would play the next week. And that's just the way that it was 
um, back then. So um, we hear about Wally and there's some other guys, um, obviously Paul Green and, and how tragic um, the Greeny um, incident was a couple of years ago. Um, and they're the more high, higher profile guys that had fantastic careers and were fortunate enough to uh, post-career come out and stay in the game. But there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, didn't have um, those sort of careers that are just ha- facing these battles on a daily basis uh, that no one knows about and they don't know why. And it can affect like memory loss, depression, early onset of dementia, erratic behaviour, all those things that these guys and their families are dealing with are real. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm always taking, um, I think, you know, prevention's better than the cure. So for me, you know, I don't, I don't sort of drink alcohol. I do certain things in my life now to make sure that um, I give myself every possibility to get through to that next stage of my life because mm. I'm 50 now um, in good condition. And I think that's really important as well for, yeah. for guys to take that uh, on themselves. Um, they're the ones that obviously, um, as Woodsy said, the responsibility falls on you in relation to, you know, you've got families and you've got, um, you know, bills to pay. So... Um, I take that pretty seriously, so I make sure that I give myself every opportunity to be there for my family, and um, and I do that by making better choices with life moving forward. And the game's changed so much, girls. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, when I first come to the grade, you, you'd first thing you'd think of at, it was getting on the beers straight after the game. You know, how long can we drink for? What's our turnaround like? Whereas now, I, I can't remember the last time I've had a beer because you're so worried about you know. Your preparation and, and like you said, if you do get that little bit of a head knock, you know, the, the, the last thing they want you to do is to have a, a bit of alcohol. Um, the protocols they got in place, you know, all pre-season, we do little things in the gyms that can help with concussion, like whether it's band work with your neck, all these mm. little things. And at Manly, they've got this, I think we're one of the only clubs to have it. It's one of the first trying. Um, it's like a concussion. If you get a knock in the game, uh, our doctor, uh, Paul Bloomfield, he was one of the head NRL doctors yeah, and the, CMO, yeah, yeah. the chief executive medical, whatever, medical yeah. officer yeah and then so he's he's brought this thing and you you strap it to your head apparently it's really good for anyone that's got concussion symptoms so they've come a long way in what they want to do to to prevent things from happening obviously it's a contact sport we know what we sign up for but if there's measures that we can put in place to restrict these things from happening and, and that's what the NRL have been doing and what they're good at yeah I don't think the NRL can do much more than what they've done I think um you know Obviously, research into this is constantly evolving, and they have a there's a world meeting. They have, I think it's every now and then where they update the protocols and that sort of thing. And the NRL is obviously aware of that. They go to it. Um, yeah, the guy said the game's evolved significantly in the last, even the last two or three years. They've taken massive strides in in terms of handling that. So, but in terms of, I mean, Wally was my hero growing up. He was my favourite player. Player, well. He still, he still is my favourite player, the King, even though he doesn't play anymore, obviously. But um, I worshipped the King growing up as a as a young kid in Queensland. I mean, he was he was God to us, right? So, um, you know, he's had some challenges as well while in his life. Obviously, the epilepsy diagnosis, mm. and he had some um, surgery for that. But to see what he's going through now, it's really difficult, I think, for because um, you thought of him, as, as you guys said, he was indestructible, the Kings. Yeah. But it was a different time, and the game's... You know, crucially, the game's evolved from then. It's continuing to, to evolve. Um, okay, look, we've obviously all, as rugby league supporters, had a lot of concern around about around blokes like Kalen. Yeah. Kalen Ponga, I think he might add half a dozen in the last 18 months. Uh, oh, Wade, Wade Graham, I played with Wade, Wade Graham. Graham yeah. Luke Curie, you know, yep. they always say they're yep. one. Like, and I've played with Boyd Cordner as well. Yep. Yeah. Mm. You know, and Boyd Cordner is such a great player and a great bloke. He had his career cut short, yep. but... On that subject, this is what Kalen had to say. Kalen Ponga. Obviously, with my head knocks and the way I started the season, um, 
it was a bit of a rough trot for me those first two, three months. So when I first came back, I was, to be honest, I was a bit nervous. Um, I wasn't hesitant, but I was nervous uh, just because, you know, I, at one point I was looking at retirement for there for a bit there at 25. So to now just to be through that, to be past that um, and just be playing footy and just enjoying what I do, yes. Yeah, Footy, that we play. Yeah, I mean, it's no yeah. doubt that, no question that he's in great form playing mm. fullback and the Knights are going so well. Um, but what a it's tragedy, it. Gerds, that would have been. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. It's interesting, though, Woodsy talks about the old days and, and the protocols that they have, um, you know, or they didn't have compared to today. But I all, would also say, Woodsy, that, uh, uh, you know, back in the day, there wasn't, um, the, the collisions probably weren't as as big as as... You know, you didn't have big guys with footwork yeah. late at the line. There was more one-on-one tackling. You know, there was more technique around defence, whereas now there's more catching, there's more sort of head up. And so I would say that even though, you know, the protocols are better now, and we and we also didn't do a lot of defensive work or contact work midweek, whereas you guys now do a hell of a lot of that stuff. And I would imagine that there's times through the week where guys get bumps where they actually need to recover from as well. And, and that wasn't sort of part of those uh, days in the in the 80s and 90s, but obviously we all know how brutal the game was with, you know, headshots and high tackles and how they were looked at back then as well. So it's interesting that, um, yeah, how, how the game's evolved, um, but also I feel like these days you're probably more chance of getting, you know, a head knock than you probably would have been back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Gerds, we've got, you know, there's no lie, there's been a lot of wrestle sessions now at clubs, yeah. the contact. That's one thing that um, I think the players are trying to get in with the CBA. Um, it's about the collisions. Uh, you look at rugby union, I was talking to Siebes about it because he spent a lot of time with the assistant coach for England. They've got a certain amount of minutes each week that, or at, at a session that they're allowed to do as in contact work. And that, that's something that they've brought into the game. and, and he, that, That'll come into our game. He's, he's, he's on an time. advisory board at the moment where they're going through all this data about everything that's happening in the game, how much, um, you know, what what's a rating for a certain contact? Is it an 80% for this session or is it a mm. 60%? So they're, they're, they're trying to get, you know, put a nail on the head of everything, but... You're not always going to get it, but they're they're doing their best they possibly can for us players. Well, you've got concussion spotters at training. Have yep, you got yeah. designated well, concussion that happen, spotters? Um, we played against Roosters a couple of weeks ago, and Billy Smith and um, the winger jo- uh, Joseph Swally jo- they missed yeah. the game because they had a head clash at training. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and you know, you'd think a lot of clubs would say, "Oh no, we'll just keep that in the light so they can play on the weekend." No, they've got people at training that are there to watch the concussions there. So yeah. we we are, we all agree then, or do you three all agree? Mm. Um, Gerds, I'll start with you again. The NRL is doing enough, trying to do everything they can. Oh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say that um, they're at a point now where they can – It's. It, I'd say it's just a continual process that we can always just learn from and get better at. But um, if you look at the AFL and the incident that happened last weekend there, I think Port Adelaide will find $100,000 yeah, yeah. for breaching, um, you know, the AFL concussion protocol. So they're another – a sport that take it very seriously. It it just needs to be taken that was seriously. Shocking. Did you see that? How, how could they miss yeah. that? It was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And that's the thing, like, we've got doctors now, and if you got to, with the protocols, you got to remember a certain amount of words, like Wally said. If you don't remember, you so you got a baseline you do at the start of the year, and if you're not close to that, they just won't let you on. doesn't matter who you are, whether you're Cherry Evans or whether you're myself, you're, you're top, top tier or low, bottom tier, if you don't and, pass those criteria, you're not playing. 
And do you feel like, Woodsy, that the coaching staff are now taking that seriously? Because yeah, obviously in the past there's been an opportunity there to maybe, you know, make changes with, you know, you're in a change or if it's a forward that goes down early um, or they feel like there might be, um, you know, a, a possible chance to take advantage of that situation, they would. Do you feel like that's sort of moving away? Yeah, definitely, because you've got that um, the doctor at the game that's not part of any club. Um so he, if if you have a uh, you know a symptom of category one where you just stay, if you lay down and there's no movement, then you're completely rubbed out of the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, like you could probably have a little a minor head knock and just try to stay out of it and think you can get a free HIA, they'll just rule you out. It takes you out of the club's hands, and and we're told that as you know, if you get a knock but you're okay, you need to get up straight away. You can't just mm. pretend to milk yeah. for a penalty, otherwise you're going to get pulled off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All Taking right, off. now Woodsy. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, Woodsy. Boys. <laughs> uh, now you you made the point before that you um, now because you got a couple of kids and you got yep. a wife and you got uh, you got the life of a man that's thirty one, thirty two yep. years old. So it's only natural that you are concerned with your own mortality. So I'm going to ask you now what. Uh, it's not you don't you're not feeling any effects of this. You're not feeling head headaches or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm pretty lucky at the moment. I haven't. I've only had probably probably two. Head right. knocks in my mm-hmm. career, like ones that you remember that I remember one day I caught one and I, I couldn't drive home. You know, right. it was just mm-hmm. a little bit blurry vision. Um, the club were really good all week. You, you, you go on this like minor duties. Um, each day you got to progress and if you can improve, you got a baseline of things you do at training. Um, they're really good with that. But the other thing as well, being a parent, like with my son now, like if he's going to play rugby league, it's sort of, yeah. you know, I worry a little bit now if he gets head knocks at a young age and it's like, oh, you know, you know, you know and something I never thought about before. You know, when you listen to other people go, oh, you know, it's, it's a rough sport, blah, blah, blah. You sort of go, come on, mate, it's rugby league, you know, yeah, something. Yeah. Grow up. But when you have kids, it puts it puts perspective on it. Yeah. It's something completely different. Oh, of something course, I've never mate. thought. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I might sound like a bit of a softy here, but it's it's, 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 just, it's your kids. Like, it's oh, something that you're, you're just really, being a parent, You mate. really yeah. care about. Mm. And it's things that are, previously I would never have thought about. Yeah. You know, we've all got kids here. Like, you don't want your son to go out there. And, you know, it's even the same thing. Like, you talk about that weight division for your age. Yep. You know, if your son's gone up against a kid that's 30 kilos heavy, uh, bigger and, and stronger, you worry about the, the damage that that kid could do. Not that they want to go out and hurt the kid, but that forceful of the extra weight can really hurt someone. Of course, we've got a massive game for you in an hour and a half. It's the Cowboys taking on the Broncos. A rare do we see such a high-quality uh, game in the daytime in uh, North Queensland. So we're really looking forward to calling that one. A couple of big outs. Obviously, Val Holmes, no... Uh, not playing for the Cowboys. Adam Reynolds not playing for the Broncos. So, wow, it should be a great game. And pretty much a must-win too for the Cowboys. So I hope you'll join us for that one. Thursday night at the SCG, the Roosters 26 were defeated or defeated Manly 16. A couple of things to come out of that game. Uh, you know, I feel like you blokes, Woodsy, lost that one right on half time. I think Tupo scored right on half time and then then the, the hurdle was just too big. But... Geez, going into that game, there was so much at stake. If you won that game, look where you blokes would be today. Yeah, it was a massive opportunity that, that went missing for us, Maroon. It was something that we really spoke about all week. And, you know, we would have really set ourselves up to put a bit of pressure on the teams around us as well on the eight because we're one point behind a lot of them. Um, you know, Souths play uh, the Sharks tonight, then Cowboys play Brisbane, and then you got we're on the same points as Newcastle. So, um and because you're the first team of the week, it gives them an opportunity to know that, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, if they, if they don't win, there's a, there's a result still in hand for them. So um, it's a huge, huge opportunity that we miss. Um, like you said, 
you know, we didn't start off well. And then that one right on half time, I think it was Tupo or, or Billy Smith that scored in our left corner, mm. in their left corner, just really, really hurt us. And um, look, we, we had a crack back in, but we just gave them too much of a lead to start off with. And you just can't be doing that, especially against a rooster side. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and look, it was a great reminder, uh, Gerds, the, the strike power and the talent yeah. that the roosters have. Yeah, I thought their outside backs were exceptional. The other night, it was a weird game though, Woodsy, wasn't it? I think there was like 34 penalties or something all up. It was stop-start. Neither side was really able to find their rhythm. Six um, against, goods. It was non-stop, wasn't it? Yeah, so, um, and Manly, well, they completed almost 90%. You know, they did some pretty good things and, and had, the, the you know, the dominant share of possession, 53%. So, yeah, they'd be a little bit disappointed. But, yeah, I thought just the attitude the Roosters had on, on both sides of the ball, their attack was so much better. They were so much more fluid, I thought. Um, you know, bringing Hutchison back in and just allowing, you know, the freedom for Tedesco and, and Kiri. I like when he's sort of got that freedom and Hutchison sort of drives them around the field a little bit more. That freed their outside backs up and they were just a lot more connected and, and even um, even through the middle, you know, their forwards um, just came out with a, a little bit of a d- different attitude and got stuck into the Manly pack and, yeah, it just worked for them. They got off to a, a good lead and... Unfortunately, Manly just left it too late. Came home okay, but yeah, just couldn't get in the contest for long enough early on in that in that um, second half. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gerd. I thought their back five did a really good job on us. Um, they just got them straight on the front foot, and then where they were kicking from their last play options and en- ending the ball up was on our try line, and then their big men yeah. were just revving up, and we just couldn't. We just out, we didn't match what they had to match, and. They had the better of the field position probably for 60 minutes. It wasn't until that last 20 mm. minutes, sort of 15, when Brown did get Sinbin and we had an extra number on the yeah. field that we started to throw the ball around a bit more and we, you know, backed our attack. They're big men. Jared Weir, Hargraves and Lindsay mm. Collins. I think they both played about 60. I think, I think 50, Lindsay 60 played 80. Straight. Did he play 80 Yeah, I think he played the full 80, yeah. yeah. They, were both, they were unbelievable. It didn't help losing lo- Lodgy for you guys so early in that game because you needed someone... It affects your rotation, right, and your front, front yeah, row think, rotation and taking on those big blokes. You've got a couple of big blokes out, out as well at the moment. But um, you spoke about the outside. I thought Joey Swalley had – that's the best game just about yeah. I've seen him I, play this I, I season. I thought Joey Manu was really good Joey too. Joey Manu was yeah, really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Shows you that it makes you wonder where it's Billy been Smith all year. Billy Smith was good too. Billy yes. Smith was outstanding. Mm, yeah. um, but that makes you, it just makes you wonder why they haven't been like that all year. I think the frustrating thing for us was as well, we knew there was going to be such a big night for them because they were – Showing off the 2013, it was a 10-year yeah. reunion, so it was, it was a big mm. night for them. It was a huge occasion. I think the, ex, the 2013 boys handed out the jerseys to the players mm. on the night. Mm. So it was a massive occasion for them to be up for, and we just didn't match it with yeah. them from the, from the get-go. And like, you know, Reed, you said, I thought Hargraves and Collins, the platform they laid, and, you know, the outside backs were just outstanding. You know mm. what? Though, though all is not lost, uh, Woodsy, because if the Knights don't beat the Dolphins, they'll stay on 25. Yep. And if the Broncos beat the Cowboys... All is not lost. Still one spot, mate. Yeah. It's so, hard. Mm. It's hard. For the only thing is, the, the, we have to wait on results. If yeah. we had a one, yeah. we could have made the results pay for a, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So we're sort of waiting, for, we're waiting in the winds, waiting for the results, which is what you don't want to be waiting for in NRL because anything can happen. I've got to say, Maureen, I think it's time they ended the Schuster experiment. And what do you mean? Moving back to the back row. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing in the back row next year anyway. He was so quiet for 60 minutes the other night, and he came up with some amazing plays when the game was gone. It was too late. Um, and I just think they'd be better served now moving him back to the back row and playing Jakey Arthur or yeah, but- KO Weeks. Just, I, it's not working. 
Yeah, but really, those things that he did, do you think he could do it for the back row? Like the impact that he had with those, you know, couple of kicks and the subtleties to his game, you just think he just needs to get the ball and play more footy? Because he's at six, right? I think they need another six. I think six. the opportunity's there for him to play. He's just not taking it. Well, so I think, I, I don't, look, he's not going to be at six anyway next year. And you're right, Gertz, he's not taking it. They need someone at the moment who can step up and take and take it, take the pressure off Daly, make things happen. He's not. You think Jake Arthur's more chance of doing that? Yeah, from what I, from what I saw in the opening sixty minutes from Schuster the other night, I'd say yes. How many times did Schuster passes hit the deck the other night? Mm. Mm. What a it was what he, constant. Woodsy, I think he's good pace. I think what he's got to realise is the tempo he plays at. There's times where he doesn't know if he's going to go slow to fast or fast to slow. And it's just about a timing thing. He's a kid still. He's still learning how to play the game, really. That doesn't happen overnight, mate. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm saying he's going to be in the back row anyway next year. And Mm. he's just not seizing the – he's not taking the game by the scruff of the neck at the moment. Maybe putting him in the back row, maybe he will. I don't know. I just think it's worth I think that also comes down to us as forwards. We didn't lay a platform for them. Like, we weren't getting generating quick play the balls, you know, where we're starting our sets. Defensively, we weren't doing a job on the back five, which – we're bringing a lot of the ball off our own end for the first 40 minutes. We didn't have much field position, only oh. for that period where we got a couple of penalties. So we let him down as a middle as well. Anyway, it's just a theory I had. I have you to can s- bag me. I have to say, Woodsy, that that's nice of you to take a little bit of ownership because that whole absolute tripe, that absolute crap you roll out about the Roosters celebrating their 2013 grand final and they got up for that. I mean, for an NRL player to say that after his team got beaten, that will fair income just about do, mate. I just just said they'd be up for it. Well, mate, they're up for it. What goes on? Look, I know... what I know about rugby What's league, that, mate? Can you get it out, yeah, please? But to say for, for for you to go out there and lose a game and then I'm not blame, using that as an excuse. And I blame said that the it. other team had their 2013 reunion. I'm not blaming that. I said they were, they're going to be up for it. Well, I mean, you had a lot to be up for too, didn't you? Mate, that's what I said. We missed mm. the jump. I'm filthy on ourselves. Anyway, I'm just proud of you, mate, that you've come out and taken some ownership there and said <laughs> we didn't lay the platform. Uh, Jobby said one. We did not lay the platform. Well, I appreciate it very much. Do you like Reedy today being late? Have they oh, le- have they left their run time. too late, Reedy? Do you think? I think so. Be yeah. careful what you say, Reedy. What do you mean? You live in Northern Beaches. I know that. I lo- I'm a yeah. huge fan of you know. I love Seeps. Yeah, and Jake. Mm. Um, I just think <laughs> yeah. you say Jake. Yeah, great man, Jake Arthur, Jakey, Jakey Trevorovich. Oh, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're. I think it's probably too late now. Yeah. I just think um, they got Penrith this Penrith this week. We spoke about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, and I think some teams around them perhaps got a softer run and they're probably a better chance. Yes. I hope, for Manly's sake, Gerds, that Penrith aren't having any reunions this weekend. Like <laughs> the 1969 <laughs> side's coming together. They came last. Gerds is coming They down, have no a fall. reunion every week. You don't need to worry about the Panthers <laughs> yeah. getting up. Oh, and the, don't they, Penrith? And they changed. Hey, got, I've never seen them in the same jumper. We're celebrating mm. Cherry Evans' first 300, 300 games back mm. at... Oh, back at Brookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, four points, yeah. We'll be up for mm. it. Well, yeah. that's where Reedy goes and... Shoves the party pies down the yeah. front of his pants and mm. takes the uh, four pints beer home to his lovely wife, mm. who, by the way, he's making a spreadsheet for, <laughs> so he can buy who himself a Tesla. I saw yesterday at the Four Pints Brewery. Mm. Is that right? And she wanted a photo with Jakey, but he refused because it was part of <laughs> Peabody's family. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Woodsy Reedy, Gerds, and Maroon. It's the Saturday Scrum. Time to go around the grounds, uh, Reedy. We'll start with this one. NRL players not covering logo this week. Yeah, they've now started a social media campaign, a blitz 
went out this morning with a, a motto. They've got a new mod, mod, new motto, mm-hmm. stand with us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but they've stopped the taping. Woods would probably, probably be better off uh, addressing that. Look, I mean, I think there was a couple of issues with the, the um, taping of the logo. One was they covered Telstra, and I know Telstra were not happy at all with that. Yep. Even they put, I think, over $20 million in the game and have co- covered, sponsored the game for over 20 years. I think that was a bit... For me, that was a little bit disrespectful. I understand I'm covering the NRL logo. Don't have an issue with it. When you cover Telstra, yeah. you sponsor the game for so long and do so much for the game, I thought that was a bit out of order. It, it was more just to show unity. I understand why they did the, it. I understand, the whole, why they, I understand yeah. why it was done, Woodsy, and I'm not having a shot at the players yeah, here. Yeah. I'm just saying someone should have said to them, guys, don't cover Telstra. Yeah. Cover the NRL, don't cover Telstra. Or cover it with a sticker that says Telstra. Oh, that would have been a you good know, one. Or write Telstra on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad I've seen some people putting mum and dad. They were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I what about the maroon. South Blokes who used electrical tape and it all came off? Did you oh, see I that? See, yeah, they I used did. electrical mm, tape. Mm. And by the, uh, you and blokes didn't miss it, but in the paper. Not me. Yeah. Well, point, don't point at me. I've I stayed said, out of it. I've stayed out of it this week. I don't want to be involved because if you do something, everyone, you know, depending on which side you report it for, everyone thinks you're a stooge for them. Yeah. So I'm trying to steer clear of it Didn't he used to help us out? Now you've brushed us. I did, but and then I sort of—I've I've got to be honest with you, Woodsy. I'm a little bit leaning towards the NRL these days. Right. I've seen the offer they've made to you guys. I've got a copy of it, and I don't. It, it, some of the issues that are being raised, I don't agree with them. I think they're. Let's just get the industrial I think the information is correct. Is the information you're being fed is incorrect? All right. What do you have to say about that? Let's just get the industrial relations media in the middle there. Mate, they've tried independent people, Woodsy. Couldn't sort it out. Hugh you Marks. want to get some gibber from outside the game who knows nothing about the game to be making decisions about the game. And it's mm. not binding anyway. So what does it what's it matter? Why well, can't you just get in a room? The NRL's reached the NRL's main like they keep saying the NRL's, I don't think they'll get in a room with Abdo and Nudo. Well what's wrong with that? They both I don't understand won't get what's wrong with that. What's wrong with not having them in the room? I don't understand what's the issue with that. But just have get Andrew's get, happy to sit out. Yeah. Well, mm. If Clint's happy to sit out, we yeah. can move forward with this mm. thing. Mm. But they they don't Clint Clint or People at board level at the RLPA don't want Clint to not be there. Yeah. But if it's the, if that's the impediment, you know, they've got smart people on that board. They, Clint and the RLPA have told us over and over again, we've got a very smart board, we've got smart people on it. And and the commission's happy for players to be in the room as well. Players, the board members, RLPA, the ARL commission and in, in a room together. So would you reckon... Why, why, would you, can't, why can't we do that? Would you be happy getting a couple of players in there as well? Like delegates and, um, and that? Yes. Blend so the NRL have come out already, have they, and said that they're happy to go back yes. to the table? They've offered the to go back to the table. The only thing they've said is, let's take Andrew out of it, let's take Clint out of it, because they're too emotionally invested, they don't, they're not getting on, they're butting heads too so much. So who goes into it from the NRL then? The commissioners, the Landys and other people on the commission. Yeah, yeah but they don't why have the resources the, the NRL have ready. And and Clint want to finish the job, right? I mean, he's 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 actually been employed by the players to go there and and state their case. But Andrew, whereas, Andrew wants to finish the job as well, but he's happy to stand aside. Well, then why doesn't Andrew stand it? aside? He has. He's okay, so why doesn't Clint go in there and get it done with with Volandis or whoever that may be? Because Clint's butted heads with Volandis, from what I understand as well. And, and why should Andrew stand aside and not Clint? Why can't they well, just both step aside? I don't understand. Why is that so hard? Well, do the players want Clint to, to step aside? Well, probably not. But do you think the commission want Andrew to step aside? No, probably not. But mm. why, why not? And that's why they need someone independently to come in there. It? Why not try it? And if that doesn't work, then we'll look at something else. But why not try mm. it? Why not take Clint and Andrew out of the equation, remove them both, get the RL commission, get the 
RLPA board and some players in the room, which everyone's, which the RL Commission's happy to do. Okay. And sit so who's and holding up that process? The RLPA. They've said no. Is that they right? said they don't want. They won't do that. So until right. we can get two parties to a table, yes, we're in, you know we're getting we're, we're going to get nowhere. We're treading water. Mm. Um, what about? Have you had much of a look at the uh, international footy schedule? A little bit. Mm. I'm excited about this schedule. I've seen it, Reedy. What the, is it? The Ashes is back. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to Ashes in 2025. So, what does that involve? Australia, England. Yeah, like like a three test series. I think it is. And they the, call that the Ashes, do oh, they? Oh, they do. That's what I thought it might yeah, have been. Okay. Warm up games. Yeah, what, what's right. doing? Oh, I don't know if there's warm up games. I don't think we're doing that. Oh, so it's just a three. It's, it's not just a full a three kangaroo test. tour. It's just an Ashes oh. series. And then uh, the World Cup in 2026 will be. Is there an urn? In the Southern Hemisphere. Is there an urn? Could be urn oh, for Australia, Australia, Gerds. I mean, you can only have an ashes if there's oh, you want an urn with ashes in it, right? Oh, Gerds, Gerds, you're, Gerds, you're asking the wrong bloke. He's over there hosting oh, the show today. <laughs> Woodsy was thinking he could earn some money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> have, they, have, they got, have they got an ashes? Maybe they well, don't. I don't know. I'm going to Google that. Hey, that's what I'm thinking. Because like, like, they, like, they might have to, didn't they burn the, they might have to burn the leather football mm. and put it in That wouldn't be good for the environment. And then we've got the ashes. environmentally friendly at all, no. Well, can't do that. Why don't like we burn a car? Undies. Let's burn a car. God knows what you get out of them. <laughs> Mate, I, uh, I change them every few days, I'll have you know. Now, look, fellas, what about this business? While, while you're Googling that, Reedy, yeah, um, Justin Holbrook has signed with the Roosters as an assistant coach. And l- let me just stay with that for a minute because as soon as he became available, he was the hottest... He was the hottest coaching talent on the market there. They wanted him back in the UK and Tigers. the Doggies wanted him, the Tigers wanted him and the Roosters wanted him. If everybody wanted him so bad, can I ask why the Titans had to let him go? Does anyone want to weigh in on that? Well, they weren't winning and I don't think they thought they could win a premiership with him. Mm. But that doesn't mean he can't be an excellent assistant coach. I mean, yeah. he's been an excellent assistant coach before. In fact, he's been a great head coach. He was a great head coach in England. Just wasn't working at the uh, Titans. So I think he's a really smart appointment by the Roosters. I think I think he would have been a smart appointment um, at whatever club got him because he's obviously a really ha- uh, intelligent guy, smart coach, a really nice fella. If you speak to him, I don't know if you've spoken to him, Maureen, but he's a cracking bloke. Um, I think he's a great addition for the Roosters. Do you think the um, – I mean, didn't the Roosters say a couple of weeks ago that they wanted to bring people from within because, you know, if mm. they if they have re- assistant coaches with ambition, all of a sudden they get sort of left in a vulnerable position? Yeah. And, uh, I think the realisation – so Do you think Justin Holbrook's got ambitions to actually be another uh, – do an NRL job at some point, yes. Rudy? You would yeah. say so, right? Yes, he has, yes. So yeah. he's a chance of getting approached in the next couple of years <laughs> by another club and – Potentially leaving the Roosters. He must have given them a commitment he would honour the deal. But they all do that. I know right? they do, and they all leave, right? But, um, yeah. Reedy, didn't Robbo Doesn't come out and well. did, <laughs> did, yeah. Look at Rolls. Didn't, um, didn't Robbo come out and say that there's going to be no coaches taking off his... Uh... I think what he said, Woodsy, was um, all my staff will be here next year. So no, that's but... not necessarily saying they'll be in the same jobs. I think he said all my staff will be here next year. So obviously someone is going to have to move aside for just. There's been a lot of talk about Matt King. There's been, yeah. Well... But he's done such a great job there. I find it if if with 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 um with Rosie going leaving, yep. perhaps Holbrook comes to the Roosters one or two years down the track. Robbo takes a back seat. Holbrook is the head coach of the Roosters. Maybe he's had those discussions. No, I doubt. I would doubt that, Maroon. Right. I think I think Robbo's uh, young enough that he wants to keep going for a, for a while. Yet I can't see him. And I know that club's really committed to him for a lot. Yeah. You know, they want him mm. to be their next their coach for the next so, um, 20 years. So Reedy, I can't imagine he's going to step back. How long did Holbrook sign there for? 
I think it was three years in the end. So he would have wow. had to sign three years and say no no coaching clauses because they don't like people coming out breaking contracts. Actually, sorry, it might have been two. I think it was to 25. Mm. Okay, I think. so. Well, um, no, well, they, they don't like – Nick's been pretty outspoken about that. They don't like – do you reckon, and do you reckon Nick would have been real happy that he got one over Gus Gould? He loved it, don't mm, you think? Mm. Oh, just all the battle you hear. I don't know both of those people personally, but you see that, you know, when they both go for a player, they get excited when one gets it and, and the other doesn't. One can't help but um, be mindful that uh, Justin Holbrook, I know he's got tremendous ability and had wonderful success in the UK, and I have raised this before, but he does have a wonderful relationship with some very high-quality mm. Queensland forwards. Yes, Tino and Dave. And mm. Sorry, it's a three-year deal, so it's the end of 25. Oh, sorry, end of 26, that'd be. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a good yeah, time to know. announce it, isn't it, really, given the fact that Tino is going to be, you yes. know, looking around at the back end of the year. And, uh, that, and, that's, yeah. and potentially Tino, if he wanted to, um, he could make the change in, in 24, couldn't he? He's not waiting around. Yes. He's not one of those guys that comes off in November and then all of a sudden he's negotiating for 25. It's immediate. Yeah, he can go. So basically he had a three-month window from when Justin Holbrook was sacked mm. to wow. – um, So how long has he got left on that three-month window? Uh, I was just looking up the date actually oh, when sorry, he got mate. sacked. I think it was the twenty around the 22nd of June or so. So he's got mm. – he's basically got till near – mid-September – Timely signing by the Roosters. He is. Timely signing. You know, for me, Tino, I think there would only be two clubs he would go to. Well, well, sorry, one club he would go to, Melbourne. I think it's either Gold Coast or Melbourne for Tino. Can I I say one thing? Mm. I I heard Melbourne were in in for Haas. How do they afford – where do they get the money for those blokes? Are we, uh, Carl Maroons, well, can we come back to yeah, that? Let's come back to it because I think we've opened up a can of worms here. We'll come back to that. Welcome back to part two of Around the Grounds. Let's just continue with this uh, chat. We were talking, if you've just happened to jump in, about uh, Justin Holbrook signing with the Roosters. Tino Fasumala, are we? Is he likely to stay at the Titans? Could he possibly travel elsewhere? Where were you up to with this, uh, Reedy? So I was going to say, we're going to talk about Payne Haas as well, obviously, in the yep. news that Melbourne are interested in Payne Haas. Um, now, there's a few issues there, right, with both these guys. Melbourne don't have a lot of salary cap room uh, uh, definitely next year. They've got a little bit more the year after uh, when Payne Haas is available. Tino's available straight away because he's got he's got a three-month window. I think it ends about mid-September to decide whether he wants to stay on the Gold Coast or, or leave. Um, my understanding is, look, Melbourne do, are interested in Payne Haas, but they're really interested in Tino. Tino's the guy, if they had a choice, I think they would go for Tino. They know him well. He played there. They knew he was always going to be a good player. Um, he's probably exceeded what even they thought. He's got good relationships with guys down there. So if there was some way they could they could move for Tino, I think that w- would be a more realistic option. I don't think it's possible. I just... Because he's off contract at the end, or is potentially off contract at the end of this year, I just don't think they've got the money now, the salary cap room next year to make a move for Tino. That's going to be the issue. Um, so that then leaves them with Payne Haas, the alternative option. But there's going to be so many – every club in the game is going to be in for Payne Haas. Do, do you think, club. Rudy, that given the fact that it seems like Penrith are breaking away a little bit, that some of these clubs that have always you know, been at the top end of the scale are starting to panic? I wouldn't say they're panicking, Gerds. I mean, mm. uh, I think I think they just see a really good football and a guy they you know they really like Tino. They've always liked him. They never wanted yep. Tino to go. Mm. Um, and I think Tino's got a real admiration for Melbourne. Having spoken to people close to him a while ago, when all this news broke, um, someone really close to them, close to him, said to me, "He'll either st- if he leaves the Gold Coast, there's only one club he'd go to, and that's Melbourne." 
So we still got great relationships mm. down there. And I think that's I don't think it's a I don't think it's panic. I think it's realizing you can make your squad better. Mm. There's a guy there who they've got a relationship with, they really like, they really admire. Um and there's a, a slim chance that maybe they can manufacture a way to get him back. And you're silly if you don't. I mean, mm. for me, yeah. you know, we all talk about Payne, how good a player Payne is. And he is. He's unbelievable, right? But I love Tino. I think Tino's... Yeah, I agree. I think Tino's as good a player as Payne Haas. Mm. The, other, the other side of this, though, Reedy, is let's say if Tino went back to... Let's say Tino hypothetically went back to Melbourne... Mm. I mean, that does damage the Titans on so many oh. levels. On so many levels. Who's well, their captain? Yeah. And it's, what's it say about the Titans that he goes back to Melbourne? Well, not good things. Mm. I think it says that he probably thinks they're further away from winning a premiership mm. than what yeah. they maybe think they are. Mm. Um, yeah, he was in the coach's box last night. And he, and he loves he loves living there. He loves, he's got a, I think he's bought some property um, on the Gold Coast. His family are there. Um, you know, I think it would take a lot to get him away from the, the Gold Coast, but the only reason I imagine he would go, because they will pay him really well. He's all, already really well paid at that footy club, um, and he'll get a pay, he'll end up getting a pay rise out of this regardless of what happens. So they, the, only, they, the only reason I imagine he would go is because he thought he could win a premiership somewhere else. Gee, something they must regret doing, Rudy, you know, oh, with you know, contracts good. and managers and all <laughs> that sort of think? stuff. But it's interesting. Like, it, w- my comment before was more about, you know, we've always spoken about the importance of those guys in the spine, and they've obviously got an incredible one with Hughes, Pappenhausen, Munster, Grant. But I, I think what's becoming really apparent to teams is they need someone in there that's going to drive standards and how important, like, big, aggressive guys are in today's game. And there's a few of them out there, but I just feel like, you know, when I look at Penrith and we spoke about earlier on, you know, the impact that Leota and, um, and Fisher Harris have, you know, and how they, how they hold that middle and how important the influence is, how they do everything at training. I can imagine what their training session, like the intensity, they're not things that are driven by the playmakers. Those standards are actually driven by the guys in the middle and Tino is one of those guys, and there's probably about half a dozen of those guys out there. And I think that you know, people, clubs are realising that they are a priceless commodity at the moment. And if you're going to have success, you're going to need one or two of those guys in your side. And maybe at the moment the Storm feel like, and I don't even know, like the difference between a Tino and a Payne Haas is Tino drives those standards. I don't know Payne that well, and I know... Um, you know, apparently physically, he's, um, he's unbel- pro- apparently he's unbelievable in the training paddock. Yeah, okay, but, but he probably doesn't have the same sort of physical presence as Tino has, especially defensively. And so I just see that there's sides out there now, Woodsy, and you'd be able to talk to this, that they see how important those big guys are that drive those standards, not just on a week, uh, on a weekend, but throughout the week. Yeah, definitely. I think the thing that you say unbelievable with, with Payne Haas, really, that's like his times with fitness, like he's com- competing... I think it's also the chat with, you know, the intensity of what Tino does. Like, it's the contact mm. work. Um, for me, what Melbourne, I reckon, what they see in him, they've lost Bromwich Brothers. You know, they've lost Felice Cafusi. They've lost that, that hardened edge they had in the middle. Yeah. They're the yeah. blokes that, like Gerds are saying, you know, when you compete them with Fisher-Harris and Leota, that's your standards. That's your benchmark. And that's what Tino does every day, every week. And I think mm. that's what they're missing. Woodsy, Reedy, Ryan Girdler, and my name is Anthony Maroon filling in for Squizy. He'll be back next week. Uh, less than an hour, we've got the Broncos and Cowboys. A massive game on a Saturday afternoon. Read about it. Read about it. Reedy's Mail. Just got something caught in my throat. Oh. Anyway, we'll sort that out. <laughs> quick smart.
Uh, Reedy's Mail. Mm. What's the latest, old mate? Let's start with Vegas because we're getting close to the. the... I'm getting a bit sick of hearing about Vegas. All this. Oh, you don't mobby... want to go? No, I don't want to go. Can you just let Reedy get I, I mail out, please, mate? Okay, we're, we're narrowing down the teams who will go, the, the four teams that will go. We're down to six. Right. It's a short list of six. Tigers, dogs. Manly, South, uh, Brisbane, the Roosters, the Storm, and the Canberra Raiders. Um, the NRL's talking to those six teams, I believe, and they'll whittle it down to four in the next, I think it's in the next couple of days we'll have an announcement. Uh, Manly and Brisbane are certainties. I think South are pretty much certainties. Uh, and then I reckon it'll be either Roosters or Melbourne. I haven't really worked it out yet which one it'll be, but um, I think they're the four. So, Woodsy, you'll be packing your bags for Vegas, baby, next year. You're pumped? I was going to get a contract first. Yeah, that's a oh, big that's, question that's mark. Done. It's going to it's going to mean he has to play for the same club for two seasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> not likely of, to yeah. happen, mate. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, same club for twelve months. But he could be at another club that's going. He could There's be, a good yeah. chance. He hasn't been to Roosters. Hasn't been to South. South. Yeah, Melbourne, hasn't been to Brisbane. Canberra. Mm. Oh, yeah, all Canberra. of them. Yeah, mm. there you go. They're the five clubs he hasn't played at in contention. Are you going, Reedy? What's the? Well, I'm optimistic I might get over there. Mm. How about you, Negative Nancy? You you hate the thing. No. You hate the concept of going to Vegas. Are you going to go? Look, the thing is, I don't hate it, but it's like all you blokes think it is is a rort to get over to Vegas. I think there's more to it than that. And while I'm addressing you, can I just point out to you, Reedy, mm. if you think you're going to Vegas, uh, <laughs> not that it's my business... <laughs> But you have to put together a spreadsheet to show your missus you're going to have a new car. What do you think the chances are of you going to Vegas? It's a wonder you're allowed to go to Magic Round. I'm going to spend the next six months doing spreadsheets. You might have to do a spreadsheet for Vegas. You might uh, listen, have to. there's a couple of good stories uh, in the next couple of days. A couple of de- debutants um, making their first appearance for their club. Parramatta young kid named Arthur Miller Stephen. Don't know a whole lot about him, but he will make his debut. He's a fullback slash winger. He'll make his debut for the Eels tomorrow, I think it is. And Ryan Couchman. Twin brother of mm, Toby Cashman. Great fella, really. the Dragons. Champion kid through a butcher. butcher. Yeah, yep. real, a local junior down there. Just as tough as they come. Just exactly the same as his brother. They just work so hard. Um, do all the little, little jobs, little one yep. percenters. And great reward for a kid that's worked so hard. Really happy and I can't wait to watch him play. Just on the Arthur uh, Miller-Stephen one, uh, Parramatta are actually trying to get Harley Smith-Shields from Canberra. Right. They were pretty, pretty close to getting a deal done, but it fell over at the last minute. It looks as though that won't happen now. So... Um, that's why he'll get his debut, or one of the reasons he'll make his debut this weekend. And finally, Bryce Carpenter looks like he's done a new two-year deal at Parramatta. Oh, so news. that's good news for Parra. Um, and then there's a big – well, there's, I mentioned Harley Smith-Shields before. Look, I mean, the next 48 hours, I reckon it's going to be pretty active at some clubs. It's the last week, it's isn't a, it? It's the last yeah. – uh, August 7, Monday. I think it's mo- Monday, close mm-hmm. of business Monday. You, you've got the uh, deadline closes for swapping between clubs. So there's a few clubs still on the lookout for players. Melbourne. Melbourne looking for a forward of any description. And I think um, I think Manly – well, Manly – no, you were looking at Moose. They were looking uh, at Moose. Uh, is there something Woodsy doesn't know? I think I think they were happy for the Farnu boys to potentially go before August 7th. I don't mm. think that'll happen now. Massive Saturday afternoon game coming up in about 40 minutes' time. It's the Broncos and the Cowboys. Broncos go into this game having won seven of their last eight and the Cowboys six of their last seven. Surprisingly, Cowboys beaten last week by the Titans. So – Look, it's an important game for both, but the Cowboys have got to keep winning to uh, mm. just to sort of hang in that eight. They've got a wonderful record. They just started the season so poorly. So let's just uh, talk about this game this afternoon. Woodsy, you're calling it. How yep. do you see it, mate? I think it's a massive game for the for the Cowboys. They need to win this. Adam Reynolds is out with, a, I think it's groin tightness. They don't want to risk him. Um, it's... 
it's probably the best best thing for them as well because he, he's one of the best playmakers. His kicking game's absolutely phenomenal. It gets Brisbane out of so much trouble. He just suffocates teams, similar to what Cleary does at Penrith. And then, yeah, like you said, Cowboys, they started off the season lo- uh, slow. They had a few injuries, a, a fair bit of suspensions. Um, but they've come good at the right time. But, yeah, they, they had a, a really bad missed opportunity last week against the Titans. Um, they were up 12-0 and get rolled by the end. But, yeah, this game is – this is probably – this is their game to get in the top eight because mm. if they can win this, it puts pressure on the Sharks and, you know, obviously Newcastle and, and Seagulls we're, we're in. So um, they need to win this. And I think, you know, it's a three o'clock. It's a, it's a nice track up there. Um, seeing the women's game play at the moment, it looks like a really good surface and the conditions are outstanding. So I expect a free-flowing, fast game of footy and I reckon Scotty Drinkwater is going to dominate at the back. Okay, so you're tipping the Cowboys? Tipping the Cows today. All right. Uh, what about you, Gerds? Yeah, exactly. What about those two fullbacks that we're going to see in action yeah. today? Drink water and Reese Walsh, oh, yeah. both in uh, just sub- sublime form. Reese had a bit of an off off week last week, but we'll forgive him for that. Um, yeah, the loss of Adam Reynolds. I just get the feeling that this game's going to be one of those that's that's so important to both clubs. Um, it's a game of inches, and the kicking game's going to be so important. So yeah, I'm with Woodsy. I think it just swim swings the pendulum back over to the Cowboys' favour. Um, so they've got a bye next week, the Cowboys. So if they're on 26 now, they get the bye, they go to 28. If they can win today, 30. And then there's three games to go, Sharks, Dolphins, Penrith. And they can probably feel like they can win mm. two of those, if not all three of them, if they start playing their best footy. So, yeah, I think today, um, you know, their, their their finals campaign really starts and, and what a better way to do it. Full house up there uh, in Townsville against, um, yeah, their, um, you know, their... Bigger brother, let's call them the Broncos. It's a, a, a reading. They probably hate that being yeah. called the little brother of the Broncos, but <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's it, probably the way it is at the moment. It's a, they get a couple of forwards back. I know they lose Val, Val Holmes. Holmes a mm. big loss for them. Yeah, I know it's Tom Alalo starting in the front row, so mm. that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it's a huge game for the Cowboys um, in the context of where they are in their season. Not you know, it's a big game for Brisbane as well, but not as significant as it is for the Cowboys, and they. You know, after that loss last week, they need to they need to bounce back and turn it around because, um, you know, it's hard to win from outside the top four, and they probably had a chance of making the top four or making making a late run at the top four before last week. I think that's now probably gone. So they need to be hitting the finals, I reckon, on the back of a big big run of, of wins. And if they do that, then you know maybe they can keep the momentum going. But if they you know limp into the finals, then they're not going to make an impact. They've lost their – they've won, I beg your pardon, their last half a dozen games at home, Woodsy. I'm talking about the Cowboys. Yep. So that's an obviously – that's a genuine cauldron to go up there and play a Cowboys side that have won like six of their last seven. So talk to us about what that would be like for the Broncos up there, like an 80% Cowboys crowd. Oh, honestly, I don't think the, it would worry the Broncos one single bit. You know, they travel most weeks and, you know, when they come to Sydney, they're always, you know, cop and booze left, right and centre – um, you know, a lot of their players that play the big games, you know, you spoke about the fullbacks, Reese Walsh, um, Carrigan, Haas, they're, they're in, you know, Queensland, New South Wales. They, they know what to expect and they've been up for such a long period of time. So, um, you know, you come up against the Cowboys side, like you said, they've, they've had a great last six weeks, only dropping one game. Um, they're on a high, but this is a really good Broncos. I reckon this is the game of the round and there's so much to lose out of it. You know, we spoke earlier in the show that Warriors can finish second, you know, so Brisbane don't want to lose this game. And then Cowboys, uh, Cowboys are pushing for a top eight spot. So whoever loses this, it, it's a it's a big loss. You're right about the fullback. It's a cracking matchup of these two fullbacks. Because Drinkwater's been in great form. He's a chance to win the Dally M. And 
And Reese Walsh, we've all seen how dynamic he is this year. So Reese Lightning. That'll be an epic matchup, Maroon. Mm. Who are you tipping, uh, Reading? I always tip the Broncos. Okay. Um, Woodsy? Uh, I said Cowboys before. Probably going to stick with it. Okay. I'm just recapping. I don't <laughs> – if you want to start, <laughs> mate, you if you want to start, mate, I will, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the <laughs> to charge off the bank, back fence. What about you, uh, Yeah, Ryan I'm going to go with the, the home side as well in this one, in a really tight one, but just the experience, I think, of Townsend and – and and Dearden and Robson and Drinkwater, that spine, um, I think that'll get them across the line. If the Knights had to beat the Dolphins in Perth, the Knights will have won five straight. Mm. And some big scalps in there too. Yeah. Over there in Perth against the Dolphins. Uh, who do you like here, Woodsy? I am going for the Dolphins. Are you sure, mate? No. You don't want to change your I mind. Don't... I just want them to win. <laughs> oh, same points as Newcastle. Yeah, I think point. Newcastle will win, but my heart says... Well, we don't care what your heart says, mate. We want you to tip with your head. So you're saying oh, you don't want that. The Knights? I reckon the Knights will win that one. Uh, Woodsy? Sorry, Reedy. I need one. to. I need a little spell now. Now I've got to go and call one, a game. Uh, I reckon the Knights will win that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I think uh, the Knights will win. I think they're just playing too well at the moment. And, and uh, yep. make, they'll be in the eight if they win. Mm. Uh, today, by, by the end of the weekend, they'll be in the in the top if, eight. So that's pretty. Well, no, because Sharks play Rabbitohs. Yeah. So they'll jump, they'll jump one of them. Mm. So, so they'll, they'll be in the eight. All right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So who, so who do you say, Reece? I said, um, oh, you asked me or Woodsy? No, you. Woodsy. Oh, me, okay. <laughs> Newcastle for me, mate. Okay. And what about you, Woodsy? Newcastle or Dolphins? <laughs> I'm I might go back to the Dolphins this time. <laughs> what about, what about <laughs> I might do a reading and just jump back. <laughs> oh, listen, I don't know what's going on here. I'll storm Bring out back of this the quiz. <laughs> Good. Yeah? Who's playing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to toss a coin. Now, I, I think that... The Dolphins don't have too many cars left in the pack to play. Mm. feel like they've sort of um, used all their resources up and they're just running a little bit of empty at the moment and I'm loving the Knights run. So I'm going to go with Kalen and the uh, and the Newcastle Knights over there in Perth today. Mm. So for me, Maroon, that's the Newcastle Knights. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just locking in the Knights. I just don't want to... Are I, you sure? Would you I, like to phone a friend? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't have any. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to see the Dolphins, like, fade off. They've had a, such a great first year. They probably should have beaten the Dogs. We'd love to – they're on eight wins. I'd love to see them get to nine Coming or ten. Coming from the man that was death-riding them at the start I, of the I year. I was not death-riding them. I was saying we're getting carried away, and I was proven to be correct, you big palooka, <laughs> wasn't I? <laughs> yes, you were. I was uh, backing them to make the eight. Now, the Rabbitohs and the Sharks. The Sharks, obviously, no Dale Finucane and no Will Kennedy. Do you surprised by the odds, though? What are they, $4? Oh, yeah, I was, too. That's mm. very long. Yeah. Um, I think South will win, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a line through Cronulla. No, you wouldn't put your house on it, would you? No. Yeah. I reckon. I'll put your house on it. Souths are absolute morals tonight. Really? You don't put that vex on <laughs> Isn't he? <laughs> He's nasty, isn't he? Uh, and you, Gerds? Yeah, they need to be, don't they? I mean, uh, coming off that loss last week, the Sharks, I mean, they've just lost their way at the back end of the season. It's so unfortunate. I love the way that they play, but they're nowhere near their best. And I just get the feeling the Rabbits are warming. It wasn't a great, wasn't a convincing win against the Tigers, but I think that they'll build on the back of that and start getting their finals um, Mm. Game day, game face on. So, rabbits for me. I reckon rabbits will. will the reason why I reckon they're morals tonight is because Gus Gould's come out and slammed Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm expecting a huge game from the big, big Trell Mitt. They got a good run home, South, too. Yeah. If they win tonight, top four. Oh, don't line. mention but, it around Maroon. Don't see, mention that. Four. They're, they're gonna, still a top four hope. Let's say if. Oh, hang on. Yeah, <laughs> don't be saying that. Yeah, you're going to put the hex on them, mate. <laughs> 
because they've still got to play the Knights in Newcastle. Let's just go one day at a time with the Rabbitohs. In fact, let's not talk about them at all other than to say that what did you guys think about Gus Gould's comments on Luttrell? I res- I have wonderful respect for Gus Gould. Mm. Uh, you know what? Can I say something honest? As a South supporter, Luttrell cost South the 2021 grand final because he wow. put that shot on Manu and missed the grand final. We only lost the grand final by two points. I think him playing, maybe that was the difference. Wow. So you've just jumped on the pylon on Luttrell. Good for you, mate. No, Great well, supporter. mate, it, you know, it's Great okay. It's, it's okay. It's turn, they, no, 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 oh, but it's okay turn to just... like a mongrel like, dog, I mean, uh, look, I was just filthy when that happened. You know, I mean... How I many years ago there, was it? Was that? Well, it wasn't even two seasons ago, Knucklehead. Oh, move on. There you go. Move I've on. moved on. Jog on. Can we, anyone like else want to say anything I about think, uh, I think it was... A, look, the comment came out as though he'd never aimed up in a big game, right? But he was more talk, talking about at South, I, yeah. I no, believe. Yes. yes. And at because, fullback, I think he said as well, right? Yeah. And he's won... You know, the Blakes won two grand finals. He flew that... 2019 grand final. Basically, yeah. to win the grand mm. final for the Roosters. So, I mean, does, Origins. You know, he has aimed up. He's He loves big games, Latrell. That's probably when he's at his best. He reminds me a bit of Greg Inglis like that. So, you know, I think that the, if if that was interpreted, I think he could have he phrased it better. He yeah. could have mm. phrased it better, I think. I, w- I would say that playing at that, that back end of the season in those games against quality opposition um, at fullback can be a different proposition. So, yeah, I think that we're waiting to see how that goes for him. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come you back... You me up, Maroon? He uh, was, just yeah. about to, I was just about to get going then. No, well, that's okay. Just, just no, put, off. put it all no, on no, ice. No, 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 that's it. I'll well, turn my mic off. You're well, gone. <laughs> Believe it or not. All right, let's start off with this one. Believe it or not. And we're going to go to you first, Gertz, because you... Ah, uh, the only one here that makes any sense. That wouldn't be hard. Uh, Latrell Mitchell isn't a big game player, believe it or not. I don't believe it. You don't believe he's uh, a big... Oh, no, I, I was about to go into it before. I think it's a different proposition playing in those big games at the back end of the season at fullback. You need to be a lot fitter. Um, there's you know, there's a lot more demands on on that um, that style of, of, of position or that the way that they, he needs to play, like, you know, back-to-back efforts and things like that. So I think Gus has come out and basically saying, well, we need to see what he can do in that position at the back end of the year, and I think that's valid. But, yeah, I, I think he loves the big moments, and um, if he's fit enough, he'll, he'll do well. All right. Uh, what about you, Woodsy? Latrell Mitchell isn't a big-game player. I don't believe it. Okay. Um, I've seen what he's done. You know, obviously the Roosters, they, there was one big moment in that game when I think it was 29 end against Canberra. They needed to score the mm. try. Mm. Uh, he comes up with a huge flick pass to... Tupo, was it, in the corner? Yeah. Controversial grand final, that one. Yeah, six again, Ben Cummins, Mm. talking about refs again, but, you know, we we stick with Luttrell. Um, Did it in origin, destroyed Queensland that year. Um, So, yeah, I I don't believe it at all. Luttrell Mitchell isn't a big game player, Peabody. What do you say? I don't don't believe it. I think Luttrell loves big games, loves playing in big games, thrives in big games, loves the audience, loves playing, you know, uh, in that arena. So, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's Penrith's premiership to lose. Believe it or not, Gerds? Um, yeah, I believe it at this point in time. Um, they put a little bit of a gap between them and the next closest. And, you know, that you, when you have a think about their roster and who they've got available, everyone's on deck. A couple of guys to come back in the next couple of weeks. They're in great form. They feel they look like they're, they're the guys that needed a rest have had that and they've obviously got the experience and they know what it takes. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, they're going to be hard to beat. Uh, Woodsy? I believe it. Um, I just 
think they're just a couple of steps ahead um, for teams to beat them. I think they need Penrith to have an off day and the teams that are coming up against them need to have one of the best performances they've had in the recent years. So I do believe it, Maroon. Uh, what about you, um, Reedy? It's Penrith's premiership to lose, believe it or not. Well, I think it's a pretty silly question, Maroon. goes without saying, isn't it? Right. Two points clear at the top of the ladder to won two titles in a row. I think it's pretty clear it's their premiership to lose. Did you come up with that one? or No, I didn't come up with that. Oh, any, okay, any of these, checking. mate. No, I didn't. I got Squires, Tony Squires did before he came in. Oh, Tony wouldn't come up mm. with a question like that. I think that's yours. Um, because I, look, I'm just here. I'm not even invoicing. This is just a love job oh, for me, mate. Squires. That's a lie. Just a love job for me, mate. Okay. Squires. Can we get a lie detector in? Believe it or not, it was <laughs> wrong of the storm to parade their premierships in public. They're the ones, obviously, that they were stripped of. Mm. Believe it or not, that was wrong. Who are you going to? You. Oh, I don't know. I don't have an issue with it. I don't have a great problem with no, it. No, I don't either. I think it was to one of the players that played in those those years. You know, they they obviously spilled blood for the club. I don't have a great problem with it. No issue. Mm. Just look, ignore it if so you I don't. I don't believe it. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, what I about, don't believe it. Yeah. What about you, uh, Aaron? I believe it. Um, you know, the, top, the it got stripped of you. Look, you know, you did win it on the game, on the year. You, you cheated the cap. You had a better better team than every other one because uh, you had two rosters. Mm. Um, but, yeah, don't parade it, but just take the win. So are you suggesting they're the only team to ever... Um, be caught? Yeah. To be... No, to cheat the uh, salary cap, <laughs> not to be caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we, I, 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 they cheated the cap that year, so, yeah, you just won the grand final, mm. but he's had a different set of books. You've been in a lot of clubs. You ever got a rule? Oh. Or? What? <laughs> Have I? What? I've been to five. <laughs> yeah. Lower clubs, but haven't been up to Ever been, you know... Under the table. Never under the table. Mm. I wonder I've if... I've got a great manager that never allows it. I wonder if, <laughs> if Aaron would feel different if he was playing for the Melbourne Storm. Then nevertheless, believe it or not... I've got no problem with it, Maroon, so okay. I... Whatever, don't believe it, do believe it. But, yeah, I've got no problem with them doing All it right. on their home home ground and with their home fans. That's believe it or not with Woodsy, Reedy <laughs> and Ryan Girdler. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.